0: the commander crunch podcast is brought to you by puremtgo.com head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love this podcast is also brought to you by josh and pat's mtg bazaar your home for magic card auctions in australia new zealand and malaysia now on to the podcast it's breakfast time Welcome to Commander Crunch, episode thirty-five. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Commander and Magic The Gathering. Plus, the side serving of entertainment, pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I'm of course one of your hosts, Sam, uh, coming at you live from a uh, nice wintry Australian day here. Having my uh, my Ugg boots are on. I'm drinking my tea and also drinking a little cheeky whiskey. So it's the uh, the perfect Australian boilermaker and. I'm joined, as always, by Cheshire.exe. How are you doing, Chesh? Any fatal errors this week?
1: Uh, doom. <laughs> Cheshire.exe has stopped working. A problem caused this program to stop working correctly. Please close, close the program. Check online for a solution and close the program. Close the program.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Would you like some help with that? <laughs> Uh ah, I'm Clippy. Clippy. Yeah, where's our uh, Clippy, uh, what do we call it, secret lair thing that we're uh, we're hoping for universes? You on guys now, talked about that, there. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Look at that. We've got a guest and he, he he broke his silence and he got through. So I'm going to have to introduce <laughs> you right my, now.
2: I broke my silence <laughs> when I
0: giggled. So <laughs> You're allowed to whenever you want. So as we always do, our guest profiles with the community and creators have become a place to share and explore the essence of Commander, ah uh, i want to i want to add life in there because it's kind of where we get to on these and why we play in an effort to promote and celebrate those qualities uh and, and kind of in the form of just good conversations with wonderful people and we we look forward to these every week or two that we do them and um this one no different in that it's it's another uh part of well, let's say co-host of the wonderful MTG Lexicon Dive Bar of EDH i think i'm on my way to get my MTG Lexicon Pokédex, and we have I think this is the fourth uh, host we've had. So, We're halfway there. Uh, father, husband, producer, and top-shelf nerd, amazing person, reminds me a bit of my brother for some reason, so Nick S, you are here, and you're, you're kind of my brother from uh, the Pacific. So, uh, how you doing, man?
2: I'm, I'm great. You know, uh, I've got a uh, beautiful beer next to me from a brewery mm. that's about 45 minutes away from my house. So um, it's, uh, it's good. It's a good Friday evening. I know it's Saturday for you guys, but it's, it's cold, but it's not cold like you guys have it
1: probably.
0: Yeah, it's getting pretty chilly. and I, I mean, out here, we're in the country now, and yeah. The first thing we did when we bought this house was like, I need proper UGG boots, and um, I got them for the first time. They come with a certificate, and they're like, they're of because everyone tries to knock them off, but they are mandatory to have your sheepskin um, boots for, for the cold days kind of thing. So I was going to say, Jeff sent me a photo. Just- he got some, um, and I was like, what? They sell them over there? That's awesome. Yeah, they definitely
2: sell Ugg boots. I feel like they sell Ugg boots everywhere. I could mm. never have Ugg boots because my feet are always hot.
0: Oh, different problem. Yeah, my wife's are like, just absolutely, uh, like, frosting and, like, even a hot day kind of thing. It's the circulation strange thing anyway. But um, I was like, we need to get these. But I think that's a bonus then. Or does it get ever, like, too bad where it's uncomfortable or unbearable? Like, say, you it, went to the snow. <laughs> it can get
2: shitty like that where you... Uh, your feet are just too hot. You know, there's not a whole lot you can do about hot feet, right? You can throw them in a the pool or whatever, yeah. but uh, yeah,
0: you know, you know, what you can it's, do. It's you can wear you can wear as we call in uh, I call them jandals, but in Australia it's thongs, uh, which I know takes on a different meaning in the states. <laughs> what do you? I mean, what's it? It's the flip flop, right? Like that's flip flops. Uh, flip flops. You just tendals. wear them all the time. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> So what would so what would happen if someone said, "Oh, I'm just going to chuck my thongs on"? Like it was is you know, I mean, if it's an Australian accent, probably people might understand what we're talking about. But um, yeah, it's 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 like, not the right thing, right?
2: <laughs> uh, no, I feel like I would understand it because my my mom always called them thongs, and I don't know why, which is weird. She calls them flip flops and sandals and whatnot. And yeah, yeah it's you know, it's tomato tomato for everybody else, right?
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. I just inherited jandals from New Zealand uh, friends that I've got um Kiwis and they're like I was like that's jandals I don't think offends anyone or it's gonna be wrong or anything. Except maybe Australians are like, Why are you calling them jandals? It's 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 always very strange. But um no, the uh, they are the mainstay of our uh, Australian summer, an absolute must have. So anyway, that's a now, uh, a, now the sandals you've in- for- are are, are, yeah, are they uh are they like sandals that
2: are like the thongs? Or are they sandals like ones that you would go out hiking, like the ones that have the straps? Uh, no, no, they're
0: definitely it. thongs. So they that they make the, the they make the noise on your heel when they go flick, and they they sometimes flick up sand when you're on the beach, and um, mm-hmm. or you have the uh, the dreaded jandal blowout, um, or Oof, I guess that's, that's the one thing that called where the the plug in the front comes comes free of the actual base of the thing, and so you're on a scorching hot forty five degree Celsius day on the beach. And all of a sudden, your uh, your shoe craft does not work anymore, and you have got to walk bare feet on the molten sand and uh, all the way home. I've done that a few times. Looked at my feet afterwards, and they're black. It's like war, like absolutely scorched from the sand. And you can't you can't hold your feet flat on the sand for too long. You're like ah, it's too hot. But um that that's happened to me. I remember that the oh that actually happened as as not that long ago as I think a couple of months ago which is wild. That's how, how quickly the seasons are changing now. It's freezing. I've got to wear my Ugg boots. So, anyway.
2: That is insanely hot. That's 113 degrees Fahrenheit just for the yeah, US-based yeah. people.
0: We we have a few. It was it was not the great – I mean, we're talking about the weather here is great. great. Um, but uh, it was not the hottest summer that we usually have. We usually have some absolute kind of troubling ones where the bushfires kind of kick in as well. And I know that's something we've talked about a little bit um, with the kind of – uh, the California slash uh, Australia relationship of firefighters and, you know, having a, a mutual kind of time in, in each year where you're like, oh, this is v- fully expecting areas to be fully on fire and, and it's a scary time. But, yeah, we usually get those massive heat surges, not even like the it's like it's like February, March, I guess. Like it's it's like just after summer kind of thing and the end and it gets that hot and it's just dangerous. But yeah that's um yeah it gets pretty normal we 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 live in extremes, I guess
2: yeah that's that's definitely very hot um I mean, speaking <laughs> of fires and stuff, this past fire season, my wife and I were driving from Washington down to from visiting her grandparents, and we actually got caught in the fire that was happening in Oregon, like
1: mm-hmm. we were
2: going down the highway and we're like, okay, cool. We're going to continue following, you know, this path and oh well, it looks like this road's closed via the maps and all this stuff. And so we're driving around doing like all these back roads and stuff and extra beyond just trying to get around people. And then we finally got to the highway and there was, um, the highway patrol there hanging out, blocking the road and saying we couldn't go down that way. Really. We're like, what the fuck How are we supposed to mm. be at home now? So, <laughs> um, so then they turn us up the highway or this up this road. And so we're continuing down this road and probably like 35 minutes later, we're still on this road and, you know, stopping on traffic. We look outside; the flames are right next to us mm. on the, uh, like near the house. Like we could see the flames right next to us. Um, so we continue down. We're continuing to stop and go down this, this, um, this road. And all of a sudden we start seeing cars that we had seen before they're drive. they're being told to turn around and go the other way we're like oh. okay what is going on so you know these guys are driving the opposite direction bus and they all like stick on their hand out the window like you know turn around turn around turn around and one like,
0: like trusting people's oh advice you're like uh actually well yeah. yeah
2: when you're in a situation like that you kind of have to just like have a little bit of faith in humanity and yeah so exactly gonna, We're like, oh shit, we need to turn around. So then, you know, we turn around and I'm starting to do the exact same thing. And some local in in Oregon was like, all right, I'm going to get out of my car in this, you know, hazardous air was the was the fires right next to us. And I'm gonna start directing people down this back ass road to get them away from this highway. Cause we've already been turned around both ways. So thank God for that person that basically yeah, directing yeah. people and just like saying, go this way, go this way. And man, it was that was um intense. That oh, was a, a long trip. So then we finally made our way back around down, and we went through this national park. And as we got through this national park, we're getting closer to our house. And we look on the internet, and it says that that national park is actually closed now for fires. Mm-hmm. Like at that time, the fires had sparked there, so then they closed after we had gone through. If we if that hadn't happened, we would have like driven, I don't know, like six and a half hours, like in the opposite direction to try and find our way home. Oh.
0: And that's that classic thing. It's like a few people doing, I guess, what they, they, they know to do and also directing what they think is best. But it's like, you can't possibly have a, uh, an idea of a bigger picture. And what that's kind of just scary, it turned into this closed loop where if if, if a third party didn't take action, then it's just chaos it's it's wild but um yeah
2: yeah if that person hadn't got it you know those people hadn't directed us I, I, like i don't know what i would have done because like my wife's in the car my kid's in the car my wife is pregnant so i'm like you know in protective mode it's like okay yeah i'm in i'm in my suv uh, am i just going off-roading like what what are we doing we gotta get the f out of here
0: yeah definitely and now those moments where it's just like well that perspective kind of sticks with you too it's like well we've been that close to like a kind of literally a crisis situation kind of thing, Um yeah, far out. Anyway, um, well, I'm hoping you have a, a bunch more of those stories to kind of uh, regale us with as we go along, Nick. Because, and I know you do, because you've shared some with 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 us, you know, offline a couple of times, or sorry, off air and, and playing Commander and that kind of thing. And as we hung around with Lexicon and just had a good time. But um, and we'll, we'll we'll start with Commander. We'll start with Magic as the uh, the kind of. The conduit, uh, the fulcrum, if you will, and um, kind of pivot from there. But we've got some awesome stuff to talk about today in that I think mainly we want to center a couple of things around our relationships with the game and then also what it's like to, you know, importantly, not only as creators, but also I think for the general public and like the general player base that magic and then other things too, it's always worthwhile to take a step back when you need to and like, you know, you don't have to go full pelt you know uh, 100 miles an hour every t- like all the time like ebb and flow a little bit and and kind of what that all means so um I've, i know you've got some interesting uh kind of perspectives on that to uh to share so I look forward to that but um uh, we'll start off of course with we always usually do but um kind of get some of the the day-to-day magic stuff out of the way and see kind of check in how we're all being going but Brewer's notes is where we uh we start this off. So um I don't know, Chesh, I'll check with you. Anything you've done lately? Any games you've played? Any kind of things you're looking at for decks? Have you cracked any Strixhaven yet? I think we're waiting on something for uh, a spe- special event for that. But um yeah, anything changed in the last week or two for your uh your day to day with the game? Uh, I mean,
1: do we want to get into uh meat
0: and potatoes? Well, of,
1: of my of my tweet.
0: I mean, the, well, what? I mean, it's a meat and potatoes or something else. But you mean the the event we're doing tomorrow? Well,
1: no, I was going to talk about the other tweet. Oh no, say that for yes, later. Yes, the oh, Gotcha, be fun. gotcha.
0: Well, that all that all works in. <laughs> Just because like you spilled into it, I'm
1: like, no, because it ties directly into a tweet that I made.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it, and I, I get what well, I get where you're going with that, which is fine. So, um. Yeah, that was being that. Uh, I mean, that actually came up with with a tweet Chesh made about um, you know kind of taking exactly what we said, taking a bit of a break from some of the stuff in the game, which is fine. And you know, it kind of does lead in. I don't know where to sp- like place that right now. If we kind of lead to that, I think we'll lead to that afterwards because I got a couple of things to touch on. But yeah, needless to say, oh, I'll um,
1: I'll, I'll just drop a little a little weird thing. Mm.
0: Um. I really want French fries. Okay, continue. No, oh, I do too. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Um, well, I'll I'll start anyway with um, I did manage to after was it last weekend? I believe it was last weekend. Maybe the one before. I'll figure out exactly which one. Maybe it was two weeks before. Anyway, I feels like I haven't played Commander for quite some time. But the last time I did get to was um, uh, Brandon sub me in on the Lexicon stream. Uh, I didn't intend to that afternoon, but it was it was good. It was that sat- it's your Saturday night, isn't it? So it's our Sunday. Yep. Um, but no, was- we had a couple of great matches with uh, Brandon there, of course. Uh, Peter Mono Whiteboarder. Um, we talk a lot about Peter around here. He was there to um, jamming. Mono-white goodness. It was fantastic. Got to play Marite, the uh, the clone uh, imposter syndrome deck that I've I've kind of put together and started to really enjoy, uh, which is just cloned other people's things and it kind of scales with how good everyone else is making stuff. So, it was a lot of fun. But the next game was the one that stands out to me for a while because it was just so ridiculous. It was with... I can't remember who exactly it was with. I think Plorg was there uh, and then Brandon. But it was the classic Lathiel game with the life game where it's, you know... You, you get to the point where this game has 16 different chapters. Like there was a point where I'm like, cool, I'm, I need a piece and I'm going to throw through so much damage. It'll be done. And then the great Aurora was cast, which is always a wild time. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're resetting that. It's like, I've got to get out and cook dinner. It's like, yep, not for a while now. And, um, (laughs) but we all laugh. It was funny. And then the great Aurora being just such a funny time when everyone has to, is it permanence in hand and, board or like cards in hand and board and shuffle them all in however many that was you draw that many cards put all lands on from those cards onto the board and then it can be such a roulette because it's some people end up with four lands and it's just awful but some people end up with a a whole ton you know rng that kind of thing but after that that was there was a a couple of turns where i stabilized from 12 life or something uh with lathiel to a thing of 380 and i was like oh cool but nothing to like (laughs) do from then on i just need an altar of dementia uh or something and got a bit greedy and the third the the fourth player i can't remember who it was um had a laugh and said i just topped it away to find a land and got a rogue's passage and sent moltani through for commander damage so your 380 life didn't matter i had a 380 380 soul of eternity uh I think to like one or 200 Stormherd Pegasi. <laughs> That's just like it was the thing that like Joel or Peter might say it's like I did my thing I was happy and I came second like that was it was great so um Was that Roger? Um, I think uh was it Roger? I know Roger has a multi deck. Cuz Roger has a lot of decks. That
2: I think sure no, you know, know what? I think Roger player.
0: helped um I can't remember his, uh this guy's name, but uh, I think Roger helped him build that. Um but yeah, shout out to Roger Grinnan. But uh, yeah, no, it was that was a good time, and it's like Moltani shouldn't be um kind of uh, looked down at at all. Moltani is rad, just a like a massive beater, and it's a Comes back, yeah, you can't get rid of Moltani ever. But no, that was such a fun game because it was like a three hour game. Like after the the Great Aurora, everything we're like, yep, it's done. Like it's it's I'm not even upset with the ups- the 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 outcome and nor should should we ever be really and we just had a good time it was hilarious so i think it was one of those ones too where brandon got knocked out not early but earlier and the one like oh that's fine because i see it kind of wrapping up in the next like half an hour and it did not Well, as the yeah, slogan
2: is for the server kill brandon first
0: exactly exactly so someone got the memo and that was that was a good time um and and as i said i was a bit busy last weekend so i didn't get any more and uh kind of games in and it's been a thing lately where i with new job and things like that i don't i'm not able to jump on midweek like i kind of did partway through last year like i i had a bit more flexibility to do that and it was every now and then i'd pop on a uh, thursday stream and you know kind of see what everyone everyone's up to and I mean again that that's another one too that that leads into kind of our topic and meat and potatoes as as chesh kind of said that we'll we'll kind of touch on as well that you know feeling you know you can't kind of keep up with a lot of stuff going on and and into the game and you know their natural feelings to have, but how best to kind of approach all that but um yeah, and the only other thing I had chesh the um the the strict event we're doing tomorrow, so with, mm-hmm. which is something that I I've kind of got to my my state this week of feeling all right, not overwhelmed by things. We're calm. I'm just really looking forward to that. So what we're doing, our friend um, King of Engineers has kind of arranged a bit of a thing for some of us Australian crew to safely have a uh, an event uh, at one of the stores where we all dress up like idiots and or um, you know very glam people and kind of have some high roller sealed going on. So we're going to play collector booster sealed. And it's kind of coincided with the whole the Strixhaven ball hashtag that's been going around, so everyone kind of dressing up for that. And I don't know, like, if that was invented with any kind of event attached to it, Chesh. Like, did you, you see that thing pop I up? Have, I
1: have no idea. I just stole the hashtags yeah. to make my first post because I kind was of, like,
0: yeah,
1: I want to dress up, but uh, that's tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, yeah, no, I can't wait to get some photos and stuff because, I mean, I don't, I know, Chesh, you're... You're an hour away from me, but I still don't see you that much. Um, and mm. it's one of those times where I'm, I'm really looking forward to an it. An hour
1: is a long time. I know, like but
0: I, I, I tend to travel an hour for most things. It's fine. Um, but that's that's going to be a ton of fun. And, and again, it was strange that the, the Strixhaven ball hashtag popped up with an invite kind of graphic. And it was like, oh, come to the Strixhaven ball. And now all the magic personalities are dressing up as, you know, their, their I was about to say guild, their college. Uh, which we're doing exactly the same. So we're going to be playing some, some Silly Sealed with some really premium cards, and it's going to be great. And then each of us will select. Uh, we already have selected a college, so we're representing one each. Chesh is representing the uh, the great goth garden college that uh, <laughs> is spoke about at length. The Witherbloom <laughs> you know, Zombie Crocs and all that stuff. It's going to be good. Um, I, I I even
1: made a tweet for it, and I feel like, that uh, my my shitty little bad poem is much better than, you know, oh. than the- uh,
0: <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was like, it rhymed. It was <laughs>
1: stupid description of of the Witherbloom. So, you know.
0: Yeah. So, I look forward to that. um yeah. This set has been nuts. I managed to sneak to a pre-release last night. um Again, safely, uh, Melbourne, Victoria is doing very well. And I think everyone's been relatively safe. So, it was um, not- too much of a risk to go to a store or anything. And um that was that was awesome and opened Fairy's protection in the cool uh the cool crazy cool. archive border. And then a like a, a foil counter spell looks really cool in that. I don't know what people are saying about the etch borders, but I haven't seen them yet. But apparently they're really like minimal. Like in Yeah, and it's like the type of thing people are like, Hey, I want my I want to cancel my order now because Etch foils aren't what I thought they were. And it's like, it's whatever. Like <laughs> I, I truly did doing that. I uh, What's pre-ordered
1: a uh,
2: pre-ordered foil Crux of Fate. Um, oh, yeah. Thinking that it was going to be the awesome one that was, you know, how they looked in Commander Legends. and Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a pretty big blob
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a little thin line. I'd say, oop, there's that, that that effect? But um, I thought that was very interesting. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, as I said, so there's like there's so many different types of cards now, which is kind of nuts. So you're like, oh, I've got this one. Which one is it? And there's like 50 versions. But so a mystical archive, normal foil counter spell was one I got last night. And it looks awesome. It's really cool. So it's just the whole thing's foil. But then understanding there's also an edge foil, which is the only little bit that shines out is this little like feature and thing. Which I think leads to people saying you could just miss them. Like, oh I didn't even notice that was an edge foil. <laughs> it just has a little like thing on it kind of thing. So oh well, that's fine. But uh looking forward to also the uh the, thing- the Japanese cards. I think they're gonna be wild and then also just super I think super weird to play with them. I, I think
1: the Japanese cards are absolutely where i want to go mm-hmm. like there i and and it's funny because i always say like i generally don't like foreign language cards because i shouldn't have to be forced to go and look a card up
0: yeah i think there's <laughs> that's a-
1: the only thing that's always annoyed me about foreign foreign language cards yeah. it's like printed in like i my language my primary language is english please print this thing in English because it's got some great art, but I don't know what the hell it does. Yeah. With these ones, I'm like, I kind of want them anyway, just to chuck into my, my into like a commander deck. Um, but I still come back to the point of like, and I don't want to feel like an asshole when I say it, but like, I'm I'm in a country that primarily speaks English. I don't speak the language that it's in, even if it was in German or Russian or I love anything me some like. German cards. <laughs> I I want me the card I thanks. I want the card to be in English with that art mm. because uh, then I can read it.
2: I totally uh, understand that because um you know you look at it and it's and it's beautiful but also if you're trying to get that or let's just say you decide you want to crack packs, which buy singles um you're going to oh, get yeah. a whole bunch of crap that just means nothing to you in mm-hmm. a language that you're never going to use like i i have cracked open german collector boosters because mm-hmm. i wanted to feel something during the pandemic okay um exactly yeah. It's it felt awesome opening them. But I have two stacks of Commander Legend German Collector Boosters, and I had Battle Zendikar, whatever the last Zendikar was, Collector Booster, just sitting here next to me like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these Draft Shows cards, mm. Like, but it still fun. felt fun. And I, I totally understand. Even Wizards messed up the, the art that was supposed to be on one of the cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Chesh, you're not alone. Even wizards fucked up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I heard—I I can't remember exactly which one that was, but they made a statement very recently that, "Oh no, we've printed the one we've switched, uh, sw- swapped, swapped the art, or something like that." And it's like, "Oh, oh." Uh, and it was, yeah. So that was that was after, not long after the Crocs of Fate. Um, dilemma where basically there was we've talked about that oh, before, yes, it's... but it's it's it was like whoop yeah alright so this and I is it the Japanese card I believe it is and it's like this art's mm-hmm. meant to be for this <laughs> it's like sorry
1: um, on, on, on that note let's let's discuss this for a quick second yeah, it, and, it. It. and companies can make mistakes and that's oh, fine, of course of course except when they somehow forget to print a fucking white mythic. In their fucking secret lair. Wizards, what are you doing? Which one? How did you forget? Absolutely forget. I did not hear and, about and it This is from the Valentine's Day drop. Are you oh, about they Sun Titan? forgot to print Heliod. Really? The biggest card in in the fucking drop. They forgot to print it. Oh, I need to look up this. Not they printed something else in its place. They forgot to print it. <laughs>
0: Uh, it, it just never made it to the. Uh, <laughs> it just never it just made It just
1: literally to the never made it to the print. It just didn't. Didn't. Oh, here we the go. Fi- obviously, somebody fucked up and just didn't send the files.
0: And and I think I've I've heard a bit of this happening, and I don't know when the time is. And I've heard even a couple of speculations. A lot. Some of these issues being tied to that time last year when like this time Mm -hmm. last year when the world was going to absolute hell and everyone's like what do we do where do we how do we work from home and all that stuff and going almost like oh well that's probably what happened you know a little bit so yeah it's look
1: i i don't think that's going to be the thing with this Mm -hmm. to be honest um because they there's plenty of stations and check stations for these cards yeah especially with secretly as i can tell you right now there is not just pre-approval Approval post approval. There's actually stops along the way um, for their internal quality control to look over the cards before they go to print, to look over the files before they go to print. And literally, if you have a look at, at Wizards' timeline, a lot of things have changed in the last twelve months. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like a lot of the previous old guard has changed in Wizards.
0: I've heard that too. Yeah. Looking at
1: the creator events are gone. Looking at. Um, uh, the PR that we used to get, we no longer get. Um, looking at even with the Australian office, we've got a new guy that's just come in, Daniel. Um, looking at when Mel uh, has left the business to go work for Charles. the Charles, is it Charles Play? Ah, uh,
2: yeah, um, I'm pretty sure, sure that's a movie. But um, I, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. I, I can't remember yeah. the name of the um, philanthropist. Jeez. She would be from in place,
1: right? C- controller with wings. That one. Damn
0: it. <laughs> Chesh. Chesh. I remember, <laughs> it. It was a fatal error. <laughs> 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 Dung. Dung. <laughs> um, I just realized what that noise was she was doing. Windows one, yeah, that's a fatal error. <laughs> who designed that noise to be so like just perfect for the, the it's literally just driving a dodging car obnoxious. into a wall, <laughs> yeah? Uh, Mishy, Fishy Woo, oh, yes,
1: yes, uh, yes. extra life, Thank yes. you. no, you're extra right, you're right. Charles yeah, I I, I, could,
0: I, I could picture <laughs> who you're talking about, but yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, um, anyone who's a content creator who has worked previously in the past with wizards or even currently knows that when Mishy left the business and started working for Extra Life, everything changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no longer a personal touch to creator emails. There was no longer a personal touch from Wizards at all. Um, Sorry, Trick, we love you. Mm -hmm. We do. But I never fucking hear from you, like, Mm. at all. I never hear from anyone in Wizards, um, which is weird. Mishy used to go out of her way, especially with the Australian content creators, to touch base with them, Yeah. was not her job to do. She is in the US office. It is the Australian office to do. Mish would always do it because Mishy loved the content that was coming out, which actually ties into a later topic. Anyway. No, I was about
0: to say, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of gravitating that way. It's great. It's, it's, it's great. gravitating
1: that yeah. way. Um, but it feels like with that a uh, multiple sets of changes within Wizards, it's created a cascade fatal error across... <laughs> A lot of the stuff that they are doing, just to go back to boom. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of errors that are coming out of this, and I think it's all to do with changing of the guard, yeah. with people changing position, with you know multiple employees changing what they're doing. Some have moved to D and D, yeah. different of. Yeah, different things are happening. So I'm not going to say yes. This is a result of last year's like COVID. Mm-hmm. Because it could that was a long time ago when you think could about be pretty it that was a year ago.
0: Yeah. I think in, in the um, in, and, in the case of a secret layer too, things, like you say, a secret layer kind of being uh they a specialty thing. Yeah, specialty and I think set. that's a much like closer print to demand thing as 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 they say, and it's rather than a set Correct. being a sets kind of a year in advance type thing. Yeah.
1: Um so it it just it just feels like it's a cascading issue where we're seeing different things are happening uh and and the the so I guess you could say that the whole way that wizards is or was has now fundamentally changed. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of those checks and balances are no longer in place for them to try and hit specific targets or print deadlines or something like that and that they've removed some of those b- roadblocks and it's showing exactly why those roadblocks are here um such as with the fan art issue that we've covered before which we won't cover again mm. um but with the, the stealing of artwork by an mtg That's right. artist um it, stealing is absolutely the right word if you want to fight me about it go on Twitter and fight me about it. If you want to tell me it's appropriation, I'm going to tell you to fuck yourself. Oh, it's no one's going to remember it just because it, it
0: was last week's news and that's that's how it seems sometimes. Everyone's like, well, exactly. I'm just, yeah, it's exactly. right. I'm just
1: ready for the fight.
0: Yeah, I'm exactly. always ready. No. Um,
1: but there used to be checks and balances in place for the art mm. where somebody would be tasked with image matching.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, image matching is not a hard thing. You can do it yourself. You can absolutely take part of an image put it into a Google search and Google will try and match that image to something for you. Mm. It's, it's really a, a super simple thing. I feel like even that check and balance has been removed. Otherwise wizards probably would have caught this, which is weird. It's really weird that all of these things are happening within such a short span of time. And it's all within the last couple of months, like for a lot of these issues, uh, especially with like the creator content, Content creator program mm. being shut down and and being moved on. Thanks, wizards, for you know propping up people like Panda TV, who you've worked with in the past, who is currently into sports cards. and not magic. I know he's got a great big following, but he moved from being Chinglish, and I'll leave that fucking word with you, and then turned into Panda TV. This is a white guy.
0: I have no idea so, what it all means, but yeah.
1: Just, well, so Chinglish is a pretty racist word yeah. that people would use for Chinese to English, mm-hmm. right? So to be like, are oh, you speaking Chinglish? Ha, <laughs> ha, He made himself and his persona based around Chinglish. Oh, no. Including really? some very specific gaming shit that everyone can use their own imagination on uh in in particular to uh mouth noises yeah. in place of actual words uh now there was a lot of controversy uh even Wizards stepped up and went mate you've you got to change this like yeah. we're getting lots of complaints about this now because people are realizing that like you know this thing happened like you know a year or two ago it might have been back then but you really need to rebrand and and just like you know, if you want to work with us, you need to... I'm surprised know, that much leeway was given,
0: you know? Like, y- well, usually it's a cut ties thing, certain,
1: but... They they usually give certain leeway, depending on how big you are, and, mm. and Panda is pretty big. Of course. So, he went from Chinglish to Panda
0: TV. Sorry, that was the name? <sighs> that was the name of the account? Yeah. yeah. You're joking. Yeah. You're joking. Yeah.
1: And now he's Panda TV. Oh, um, and and so we've we've obviously seen a reduction here in Australia for us doing events like supported by Wizards, yeah. uh, because there's been a changing of the guard, and that's while while that's fine. Seeing the entire uh, content creator uh, program disbanded and ripped apart, and seeing guys like Panda getting the opportunity instead, it's like this content creator program was supposed to originally benefit. Content creators, not just wizards. Mm. It's supposed to make wizards look good because they're supporting yeah, they're content being, creators. Yeah, selfless, you know. Like. Yes, and, and, and that is exactly it. And now that that's gone, and I can tell you right now that America does, the American office does sign off on a lot of this stuff, so they know that this thing is happening, and they absolutely went, yeah, cool, mm. that person has a large following, that's great for us. Just like the Mr. Beast thing. with a I was of about to going. say
0: that. That was, yes. Who the
1: fuck Ugh. is Mr. Beast? No, no. I will tell you, Mr. Beast is one of the richest YouTubers in uh-huh. the fucking world who exactly. doesn't need a leg up. Yeah. Who wizards don't need to rep their brand. Mr. Beast no, I th- is. No, I think that one's uh, the other way
0: around, dude. I think that one's. But, uh, but I reckon that one thing. is wizards going, I want to get in bed with that. Like.
1: That is That's exactly, exactly it. what it is and I'll explain a couple of things. Yeah. So the first one is Mr Beast made a name for himself after he started making a shitload of money and got a massive following. Don't look at his gaming stuff from, you know, 5 years ago you won't like it, trust me. I saw someone say <laughs> um, through
0: dubious means but I can't pass judgment or know or report of on building. that. I have no idea.
1: Speaking of building your entire fucking platform on being a racist piece of shit. You're joking. Wait, but that's Mr. Beast. Everyone loves Mr. Beast. You're
0: joking, right? No
1: one just wants to look at the old stuff, but everyone loves Mr. Beast because Mr. Beast gives money to everyone. That's that's the vibe I got. That was the total
0: vibe I got, that it's it's all money-based. It's all... Look what I did, I just oh, gave this money to people it. and I threw money at this thing, yeah. I threw money at that thing. And I don't want to throw shade on you look at things Mr. or people Mr. I don't Channel, know, but that's, that's kind of, uh, that's, that's making a lot of almost sense.
1: Always every fucking one of his videos is, I, I said that, you know, I got this person from my crew and I was like, you can have anything in this Walmart, you just have to carry it. Anything you want, or you can stack it all here yeah. and... In this circle, and I'll buy everything for you. I'm Mr. Beast. Look at how awesome I am. And I'm like, dude, you've got a great following, and I understand, and that's great. It's been built on the bones of something that is questionable, and look, yeah. that's in the past, and people change, and et cetera, and, and I absolutely agree with that. But dismantling an entire content creator program. To likely pay these guys to come in yeah. and, and do this shit.
0: That's, that's true. That's Whilst
1: true. I'll also fucking point out that having Mr. Beast do the Friday Night Magic thing, mm-hmm. while a good idea for some countries, for other countries like Australia, who are not fucking eligible, being one of your biggest huh. countries that buys from you, pretty close, is yeah. kind of a little bit shit. Yeah. And while it might be hard for you Wizards to work out the legal side of things because you're in the US, you have an Australian office that absolutely could probably assist to work out the legal wranglings and do something in partnership with, I guess, Panda TV. And and I know that Wizards are running an MTGA tournament um, with the help of Game on Oz, and I get that. That's another thing that I want to cover because as much as I want to rep that tournament I don't play arena standard I don't play arena historic I just don't mm. but they felt they need to hit me up to get me to try and share it out to my followers which I did don't get me wrong mm. however I made it pretty explicitly clear my following is 99% commander and brawl players mm. they don't give a shit about standard and and modern Uh, Standard and historic Because they spend all their money Shock horror on cards for Commander Mm. On pre-releases And stuff like that Because they don't care about Arena I don't care about pumping You know, a thousand Two thousand dollars into Arena For a tournament to try and win $500 Yeah It makes no fucking sense It's not my audience Get to know my fucking audience Before you ask me to rep something Now, that wasn't directly from Wizards, that was from the people running the tournament, and I get it, and somebody else tagged me originally, which is why they stepped in, but then they tried to make me feel bad about not joining the tournament. Oh! Now, anyone might remember, many moons ago, I joined a tournament run by one of our Australian content creator podcasts, Uh, I got through to, I think, second round, and then dropped... I literally just was like, no, nah, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to play Arena Standard. I hate Arena Standard. It's standard which, is which met- absolutely which not my was Which meta was that? Anymore. Um, that was food
0: meta. Oh, does yo, does yeah. it really matter? Yeah, that was no, food, food ex- sacrifice. Exactly, exactly. Be, like,
1: one of the best, worst metas since uh, Eldrath.
0: I played standard a total of once, and it was through a couple of sets with... Uh, I was playing drakes and spells, and it was great. And things were even just mm. before War of the Spark. It was nice. But yeah, that and before Arena... I mean, well, sorry, I just wasn't playing Arena. But yeah, uh, and then it's yeah. been... People always have things to say about it ever since, you know. So yeah, understandable. But
1: but this is my thing, right? Like, if you're going to do stuff in Australia, yeah, have a look at your demographic. I I understand you want to grow said demographic, probably for Arena, but we've the problem is that your pro players in Australia haven't been touching Arena in the last year mm. because of a. Uh, lack of tournaments in our time zones. B, lack of eligibility for overseas tournaments. C, lack of prestige of those tournaments. Uh, D, I mean, you've got guys like David Mines, who were captain of the Australian team here for many years, <laughs> amazingly respected in the entire community. And also goes, but I don't want to pump money into Arena because I don't own those cards. I can't trade those cards. Yeah, if which is the,
0: the Im- original changes, premise of the game, being a you know, and I don't. Arena has to as trading say, card. Yeah, that's like it, it does feel <laughs> yes. a bit strange on JPEGs, but but like
1: if I want to change deck, it's going to cost me hundreds if not thousands of dollars because there's no crafting system, technically speaking, that's good. The legit crafting system in something like uh, World of Warcraft TCG is great because you can dust shit and then make shit, Mm. right? Or you can just outright like buy a bunch of packs if you really want to, which is stupid. Arena only has you need to buy X amount of boosters per set to remain relevant. And you are literally just flushing that down the shitter. You're you're basically buying a meat pie. You're scraping out the insides of the meat pie, right? You're chucking the, the insides on the ground. Then you're putting the crust on your head and going, I am the king. What relevance does that have? That has the same relevance of arena and me spending hundreds of dollars in arena on cards I don't own cards that can't sell, cards that can't trade, you're asking me to invest in a platform that has no reason for me to invest in it. So
0: that's <laughs> my rant in this port, Wow. Mate. All right, half in, in, um, in two I'm minds just so whether just to pissed. snip that and put it at the end of the episode. But um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> How did we get to the state of standard in Arena? Like, so was- bruised now. The- yeah, yeah. Brewer's notes, man. <laughs> it's like forty minutes in and we're still in Brewers Notes. We haven't even got to Nick. Jeez, man. Well, well Yes. No, I appreciate all that, Chesh, but I'll just have to figure out what to do with it. So um yeah, no, good stuff.
1: Set set it on fire because I'm I'm angry that they removed the content creator program and didn't have yes. any no, backup for it at all.
0: That's fair, that's fair.
1: Just completely removed it and then was like, Yep, too bad. It's, it's up, all about little, the we dollar. We did everything use. you
0: asked of us. It is all about the dollar. exactly, everything. and I think there's there's a point. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Chesh will we probably already touch on, but probably will touch on again. Uh, in that, it's hard not to feel like in Australia, if you really want to push this, how much support do you have these days? And for me personally, I don't find it matters, and I kind of almost a little bit enticed by it all. That it's like, well, I don't know. Let's let's just keep doing what we're doing and and give a reason to, but. It's kind of just
1: wait until you get to year six. You're exactly, <laughs> and I think
0: that's it. Maybe it's you know that's that contrast of me and you that it's you know I am newer to things. I am also I kind of want different things out of it in a way, I guess. But at the same time, I can understand that, and I I'm definitely I could feel where that could kick in where it's like ah uh, yeah they don't like I don't know. Australia is really not kind of cared about (laughs) like in in the grand scheme of things. It's fine. Um, And there's a point I was actually looking before. We were talking about language of cards too. And I can't remember who brought it up, but I never quite understood. I never actually knew that Commander decks are the type of thing they're not printed in every language. Like it's, it's very interesting that it's quite limited in the amount of languages they're printed in as opposed to, say, your standard sets and everything, which is kind of strange. But, you know... Uh, it's it is what it is. Again, like there's a there's a there's a point we always go back to. It is a company we can expect so much, but uh, understand the the kind of result. You know what I mean? So it's it's, mm, it's always it's always a shifting kind of thing. Like it's it's very interesting, and and sometimes it does result in getting you know kind of frustrated about it as well. So anyway, um. Nick, did you have any, yeah. any magic-related things to kind of touch on this week or are you happy to go into uh, uh, the, the magical meat and potatoes of, of kind of, as we've been alluding to and building up for 40 minutes to get into the main topic?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so uh, I've, this probably goes and tails into the meat stuff, but I, I've definitely been doing a lot of downsizing especially during the pandemic, since
0: yeah, in-person
2: yeah. play, um, I have now I have two kids. Uh, it's it's very challenging for me to find my way to the stream. Um, and so, you know, it, I'm trying to be more choosy of what I build and, you yeah. know, be more conservative in my my dollars that i spend on magic cards because i was building it like a Zyrus double cast spells to make everybody wheel and whatnot and had a bunch of foils and they look really cool and then i just like i have like 70 percent of a deck and i just never put it all together because well what's the point of wasting my time to try and figure it out what's the point of wasting my money to buy the cards to make it happen um yeah. if i'm never going to play it so i think I think right now, I think there's two more decks that are in the works. There's going to be a mono white deck, and there's going to be a mono blue deck. So I have one of each
0: of the mono color decks. Oh, I Um, love that! Yeah, nice. Just just so I
2: have them, and really, I tried to be a little bit wonky on my my mono color decks. Like of course, I I, Felden, who's mono red reanimation. um, Yeah, that's nice. Which is really fun. It's very grindy. Then I'll have Moltani, which is mono red or mono green ramp. Uh, make Multani as big as possible and beat face.
0: And ah, that's I why. Have, that's why you're promoting Multani because it's like yeah. Well, yep. yeah. I run, I run the great. Yeah, I run the Great Aurora in Maltani
2: as well. It seems yeah. like you possibility you Great Aurora, and you come out with, like, you know, I have 45 lands in the deck. There's a high possibility yeah. you're going to come out with a oh,
0: lot of that, lands. That makes sense, because it's like the way I've always looked at the Great Aurora going, well, you want to break symmetry if possible. Otherwise, it's just a pretty hard reset of a lot of things, which is kind of fun anyway, half the time. But, yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's, like it. it's really good when you have tokens. Oh yeah. Like if you have Avenger of card a couple of times, like, well oh, guess what? I'm coming out of this pretty but... land. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like subtle MLD, like uh mm-hmm. in wave like but it's like you can't be angry, it's ra- it's random. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: It's it's definitely uh an MLD. Um and then I
0: have for mono
2: black I have my uh the haunted pie tower, which yeah, is my mono the black
0: Mill Deck. Mm. It's, I think it's, it's super you nifty know, got... that one
2: yeah it's got um the painter servant grindstone combo it's basically just trying to make haunt of high tower as big as possible by having other people mill instead of discarding that a lot of people Mm. build the haunt of high tower as they and build it as a discard deck with like Necrogen mists and all those other cards that you know make the game less fun for people because they don't have cards in hand so i'm like okay i'm in a mill i'm going to make people I'm going to use uh, Mesmeric Orb. I'm going to use these shitty cards that say everybody loses a light, everybody discards a card, one card, and then everybody mills a card. Because if I have three opponents and the haunt is out, that one mana spell is now going to give six power to the haunt. Yeah.
0: For one mana. And that's...
2: It's like that's, super, that's, super that's
0: giant a, growth, yeah. Yeah, it's and a combo. Become immense for one, like it's sweet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So I want to build a mono blue deck and want to build a mono white deck to round it all out. I don't know what they're going to be. Uh, I was kind of thinking Okroma from Commander Legends, just because uh, when I started playing, when I started playing, Onslaught was really the set that I remember. So the whole Onslaught block and story of which the books are fantastic, by the way. Um. I really enjoyed them. A promo was one of those characters. You know, there was Ixidor, there was Silvos, you know, the Pit Fighters. So the promo, I'm I'm drawing towards it, but also she's seven mana and seven mana in a mono white deck is pretty challenging. So I was thinking maybe I partner her with somebody. Yeah, partner with another mono white. With a lower end line, but none of the partners really stood out as something I wanted to do. So they're in the works. I don't know what they'll be. Maybe they'll just be you know, uh, husks of a deck. And then at some point in time, the right commander comes out then it'll, uh, it'll come together.
0: Nice. You never know when things are going to speak to you too. It's, um, you know, it does happen that way. I will say when you say about that story too, there's, I do remember listening to, um, the commander sphere podcast. They had a great, uh, What was it? Rachel and Dan talked about they kind of just told the story of that onslaught block in a really cool like just for a random episode and I really enjoy that because I haven't taken the time for a lot of the parts to, you know, read the books or like find out exactly what happened in the story, which I said before is usually the type of thing I lap up like crazy in any kind of video game or, you know, uh, intellectual property, whatever, love the story part of it, and then magic is just one I might, well, too late, I... I will when I can, but it's just so much to take in, and so I haven't. And so when that stuff gets like explained that way, I was like, "Oh, cool!" It was like someone just uh, not even audio booking it, just like telling it in like plain words, like what happens, which is really cool. The other one, the Partner Commanders uh, podcast, love those guys; they're amazing. Um, they they had one on uh, War of the Spark, and it was hilarious. Like they uh, it tells the story of what happens with the War of the Spark novel, and it was it's like it's funny because some of it is like. A bit goofy and like Phantom Menace-y type stuff. Yeah, like it's wild. But um, who are you thinking for the blue one, Uh, Mono Mono Commander?
2: I really don't know. I had like um, a skeleton of sphinxes with uh, Unesh
0: as the commander.
2: Uh, but I've heard that Unesh, it like is basically, you're just trying to shame out synxes so you can factor fiction to get to your lab man combo. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm not about that. I'm not about that.
0: Yeah, that stuff turns me off too. is like, this is how everyone does it. I'm like, ah, which, I mean, always does give you the opportunity to go, I'm going to do it the different way. But if you have to, I find that with Zer, that, I mean, that's the funny Brandon like leans into that, but. There's been a deck idea that I think Xur would probably be the best commander for it, but if I have to have, to, have, to have that conversation at the start of every game to go, ah, oh, it's Xur, but not as you know it, <laughs> you know, like it's this, and it's like, ah, oh, but that gives away what I'm doing with it, that kind of thing. It's kind of like I want to find that weird one. Everyone's like, oh, what's that doing there on the side of the, the board, you know, kind of thing. So
2: I actually have that same issue with Prosh because Prosh is one of my yeah, decks yeah, that yeah, I totally. would say I'm known for because- well, one, I love dragons, uh, two my pro deck is not like other projects decks, yes, it's powerful, but every single creature in the deck is a dragon. there's yeah. no dragon speaker shaman, there's no nothing that's gonna and
0: make that's your rule exactly creatures- and they f- yeah, it's they're f- every, they're every every fun creature. guidelines to like instill on yourself to go no, we're gonna do this, and it's like it's it has to make sense thematically um you know, I'm not gonna throw an internal witness in there like that's no. <laughs>
1: And then
2: I always have to preface that you know there's no food chain in the deck. Every yeah. creature's a dragon. It is tribal dragons to the T. I think there's like 28 dragons in the deck. And you know dragons are coming out on turn two, right? Yeah, they take their time. They, they, they but, cost four. The good ones cost four. And then you've got And you're not six, running eight. dragons,
0: big shamans and stuff. So, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, and when that thing hits, it hammers. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's like I have seen that thing do the thing with those restrictions in place, and that is the true joy, I think.
2: Yeah, I played it on Chess's uh, Commander of the Destin
0: team That's right. Yeah, I got smashed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a good one. Guy's Um, Cradle is a hell of a card. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, so, I mean, I'm really enticed now to see what kind of, um, you know, even workshop something right now, like what kind of mono blue commander could speak to you. Is it the type of thing, too, that you want to keep, one of the like almost for perfection's sake like you keep one like five decks one of each color and not any of the i mean you'll have prosh i guess but um like how many of the other kind of color splits do you do you go into or do you prefer kind of mono color i i have a lot of different decks and they play a lot of uh, like
2: they play differently um you know because of the pandemic i i've cut some down like i, I just killed yeah. my Yosova deck which i thought was super fun um, oh, I played it I,
0: yeah.
2: I played it on stream so many times and it never won a game. And I didn't really <laughs> care, but it, you know, it's, it's one, it's challenging to play with a webcam by stealing people's creatures. Cause I could steal right. them and keep them forever. Uh, two, I, I think it just kind of, I think it ran its course. Um, Cause it is yeah. also a Voltron deck and um, my Tristani deck has gotten uh, as well. There's another deck I made. I think it was Tassiger, was basically my alt wing con deck. So it was basically to master, <laughs> nice. m- master biomancer stuff. Um, yeah, and yeah. Different all sorts of different alt wing cons. That one got cut too. Um, really? I have a solid lineup right now. And I think maybe one of them is going to get it cut, but I kind of want to like complete them and get that, you know, five monocolor decks. And then I have my super high end, which is my Maelstrom, Potentially catastrophic fail cascade. Uh, mm. And I posh tribal dragons. And then, God, what else do I have? I have a lot of other ones. Uh, my, my two more chess decks, those guys aren't, those
0: two are not going anywhere. Yeah, nice. Oh, as in Mardu so, and uh, Grixis ones.
2: Yeah, so I have a, a solid like,
0: base of decks.
2: I don't know. It's going to have to be something that really speaks to me where I'm like,
0: I'm going to build a new deck. And make a new something yeah. or other. Yeah, it's going to speak to you. It's got to hit on a different axis you you kind of haven't really done yet. And, you know, I, I, I do find that just takes time. And, and as I said a few weeks back, like, I have those in absolute waves of inspiration and kind of then, you know, corresponding to that times when I just can't think of anything or like nothing's speaking to me for a little while and, and it just dries up for a while. And I just kind of play with what I've got, but... Yeah, and then sometimes it's three decks in a week. It's like it does happen. So um, I don't know. I was just sifting through the blue, the mono blue commanders, and and you know, it's it's yeah, you know, who knows what it could be? Something that does what uh, what you know you haven't kind of done in any of those decks yet. But um, you'll know it when you see it, kind of thing, I guess. Too. And I was thinking um, some of the great ones around. Like I've got a Thader Adele deck. I love that one. I've never taken it apart, and um, I know G three has one as well. Brandon, of course, has the uh the Jaleera, which is a fun mm-hmm. one. Um but yeah, Mono Blue can do so much and so much weirdly too, I found too. So, you know, who knows? i i i am interested to see where that goes for sure. I'd be mean, good. Oh, the other one, Fitz has an attempts deck, which is another way to do the Sphinx thing. You don't have to do the Sphinx tribal thing per se, but you know, uh was it was it Fitz? I don't know if yeah. it's Fitz or Yeah, I can't remember. I or Daniel. Ah, oh, yeah, true. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Tempest is absolutely mad. It's, it's, it's a good time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see how, uh, how that all, all forms. So, uh, we'll, we'll get there for sure. Nice. Um, you've kind of like organically drifted over in any way into kind of what I wanted to start to quiz you on. And, and there's an important part there, which is, you know, the type of commander player you are, like what the, the, the important decks are to you and and that personal kind of self-expression, which I um, always like to find out from people. But the other part to that, and it kind of leads into what we'll we'll kind of generally uh, hinge on this episode, but just briefly your background with MTG Lexicon and, um, you know, the type of thing G3, when he was talking to us a few weeks back, uh, he was saying that, yeah, for quite a while, it was the type of thing where um or for a very long time really uh you were kind of maybe the driving force of the lexicon kind of crew and it was the the almost taking the lead on it and going yep we've got to do this each week and not as a chore but like kind of to keep it to a level of quality and 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 commitment as well and and you know that was something being newer to the community and and you know the the lexicon family i want to say um hopefully i can say that as, as as being part of it but it was something I was like, oh, I love watching old videos now to go, oh, it's a, it's a slightly different dynamic. And I completely understand, uh, like, why? And and that whole thing that as it leads up to, you know, you having a, a point to go, well, maybe I need to take a little bit of a step back. That's fine. And how that leads into what we've we've all got for experiences in that case in, in not only magic, but other things in life too, hobbies, whatever. But, yeah, do you want to just run through that a little bit? Like- you know a brief background on on you and lexicon and the last few years
2: uh yeah well lexicon started in God, i think it was 20 like de- december of 2015 i believe it was so you know we've been around for a while um and as g3 had alluded to in his his uh interview first episode was horrendous hilarious horrendous <laughs> why is brandon's face on this who the fuck knows it's just his brother and and, and nick uh g3 playing one-on-one and it was like okay cool so i was i was watching i was i was watching this and i was like okay this is interesting so i i sent a text message to to uh to matt and I was like yo what is this what can i do and so they're like All right, you know, blah, 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 so on, so on, so forth. And then episode two, I think was just them two again. And then episode three is kind of like when they came and rolled in. And from there, I was just like a constant guest. It was my Saturday evenings. Every evening, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go play. And they're not that close to me. They were probably, you know, 35 minutes, 40 minutes away from my house and a bridge toll. So it was like, it was a commitment it was <laughs> this is this is my weekend get together i'm gonna go hang out with my friends we're gonna play magic i love magic let's do this so that's what it was for a long period of time. and during the work week while i shouldn't i was watching rewatching the videos from the previous stream and those were like those were when we were doing eight and a half hour streams so yeah i was yeah. watching those trying to you know, capture them and get them published to YouTube into each of their own games. So it was episode 3.1, you know, that was game one, 3.2 was game two, 3.3 was game three, so on and so forth. And I was trying to find deck lists and all that stuff, just like what Nick was doing. Uh mm-hmm. and it I did that for a long period of time. And then it kind of like it got overwhelming because it felt as if there was Uh, There was a part of the team of Lexicon who was there to try and make Lexicon function. And then there was a part of the team that was there to just go and play on Saturdays on the street. Um, Which is, you know, you need both halves in order to make a stream happen, right? Mm. But when you do one part of it all the time, and, you know, as I was watching these... I would send messages to each every person individually and say, hey, you screwed up here. This was a misplay. You should have done this. So on and so forth. Just trying to make sure everybody was treating uh, it better. it probably drained me out a lot. And then yeah, uh, as yeah. my as as my role in my job continued to change, more pressure was put on me and I was getting promotions and things like that, uh, it became harder and harder to continue to try and keep up. The content, because I'll be honest, back in 2015, I was like, fuck, I want to be the command zone. I want to be those guys. I want to yeah, be, yeah. you know, as popular as they are. I want to be, you know, recognizable as them. And then, yeah, it, it just kind of, I mean, for me personally, it just kind of evolved. The lexicon is a thing and it's always going to be a thing for me. And I love those guys. Um, but it's, it's now, more along the background for me right i have other things i need to worry about i have um my my daughter and i now have my son and you know job work house all of those things have to come before playing on stream which is probably people without this would be like who the hell is this vodka guy i've never seen (laughs) him on the stream because i can't tell you the last time i've been on stream it's probably been yeah but it's like yeah
0: Jump eight, on YouTube do your homework and see what see what see what he was doing. But it's exactly he's he's always there. And it's true.
2: I mean, if he the history is there in our Discord, um, you can go to our pinned messages and you can see the message that I said where I'm like, I'm taking a step back, guys. It's yeah. I just can't do it. And, and as G3 said, like I try to, you know, kick myself out of being woe. And that's not really because of like I wanted to like kick myself out. It was more of a respect to them and being like, "You guys have the host name. I'm not doing anything, so I don't know if I deserve the host name." Even though, you know, the previous four years I was the one who was trying to keep the YouTube up and doing panels and making sure things were happening. Um, you know, and, and so that's that's kind of like where the whole entire lexicon thing was. I was there in the beginning. Hardcore, I was there every single weekend, I was playing the games. I was making sure videos were getting exported. I was making sure, you know, I was worried about the numbers and that's probably what the big problem was, as I was worried about the numbers. Uh, and and then I, I love my daughter and my job changed and I got more responsibilities I became an assistant producer and then I became an associate producer and I was basically the sole producer putting out borderlands on the switch from the 2k side of things.
0: And yeah.
2: that uh, Borderlands: The Legendary Collection that that was like my pride and my joy. All three titles was basically put on my shoulders, and mm. you know th- it it became really hard. And actually, mm. now that I remember looking at that date, I was working on Borderlands three, and that's when I was trolling Max from Commander Central. I
0: was about to say Max. <laughs> exactly.
2: So so that's why my life became super busy, Right. I, my job we're working a super important game no one knows about i just had to take a step back so that kind of leads us up to that's 2019 well in 2019 i was just a mia 2020 no one knows about me in 2021 here i am taking an interview not being an important
0: (laughs) but uh, i mean like you say like you jump on the discord and you'll see who's the person comment commenting and being a part of the community the most and it's it's you know it's it's off I mean it's all you for sure but you are up there with with G3 and Brandon and all that like it's it's just you're keeping that place alive because you want to and and that's the key there too it's 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 taking that I mean what I'm getting to is that important step to go hey this can't take any more you know something's got to give more or less but you can also still have a huge impact whilst also taking a step back. That's the key there, I think, to, to take away from that. And and it's something we've kind of thought about a little bit um, with when you said taking a step up in your job too and it's something that's resonated with me in the last month or so and it's starting a new job where, you know, imposter syndrome kicks in, like, why am I here? And, like, I'm. it was something I've wanted for a long time and to kind of have that step up of things and then going, what what am I doing? And then... Feeling like I'm betraying the content or the things I was doing as, you know, the thing I was doing to annex my ego in a way for last year when I couldn't control a lot of things. I could control one thing and put a lot of, you know, like effort and love into something and then feeling like I wasn't given the love anymore. And it's it's like a lot of pride kind of gets built up in that, of course. And like I say, a little bit of ego. Uh, I'm not an egotistical person, but it's it is a it's a factor of like things like why... You know, I think everyone does things sometimes. It's like it's to feel purpose as well. Um, but, yeah, I completely get that. And it's, we've kind of gone now well, in in order to keep the quality and also um, no, not to say we do quality stuff, but to keep it this podcast also a thing that we come to every week when we're like, yeah, we really want to do. Or, sorry, well, as we're looking at now, kind of more like a fortnight type thing and and going that, you know, if I've got a ton of guests to get through, that's no issue. But it's just like if we it's about having that right approach and if you're you're kind of attacking it with the right mindset each week. And if you're finding yourself just going, Wow, this is I'm kind of feeling unprepared for it every time and kind of just rushing. I feel like I just finished editing the last one. The next one pops up and it's like, Am I enjoying this? And I should I should be, you know, and and I am, I absolutely am, but it feels like a lot of things would take my time too, so um no, that's that's respect that a lot for you sharing that as well and I don't know i've never I haven't actually talked to you about your work that much before, so it's 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 nice to hear um well I kind of have off off you know just in chat and stuff like that, but um yeah to to kind of hear exactly that that role, which I actually had no idea. How important a role you played in that the uh, the Borderlands stuff so that's huge. But um, which I I mean yeah you continue to do this to this day right?
2: Uh, actually my job uh, had just changed work. Um, I am now uh, the ratings producer for 2K. So basically the job is making sure all the titles that we have coming out get rated by each different age rating board um, and at the correct rating that we're trying to. Aim for yeah uh, in time for us just to submit to the first parties and then get that out the door for us to be able to get it sold uh, so what I was previously doing was I was the producer uh, on some titles and being a producer you know means you're trying to deal with QA you're dealing with the developers you're dealing with selling mm-hmm. you're dealing with money basically trying to make sure that whatever comes out is a high quality product
0: yep no, it's nuts. It's um, yeah, it's, it's super impressive too. Because I know you don't talk about it that much too, and it's it's um, it, it was something we were talking about uh, NBA two K as well. I'm like, you're like, oh, you know, I'll work for them. I'm like, what? It's crazy. But um, no, it's 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 nuts in a, in, a, in a modern digital age. And um, that point of being a producer is something that I've I work with kind of small scale producers in digital kind of design and that kind of thing. But always appreciate the type of people that have uh in that role have a a sense of calm and a sense of like understanding everyone's agenda like you know needs agenda strength uh whatever that and how to gel all those things together in a way that's symbiotic rather than we've all seen the producers that are chaotic and it's you know it's just letting it all happen and then maybe they're like oh actually the whole project fell apart kind of thing and because you know there, there wasn't that kind of pillar or the glue there kind of thing. So um no, that's 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 awesome. Um but yeah it's it's there's something there as well, Chesh to uh to to jump in on as well, to to kind of think about if you've got anything to chuck in there as well. But like uh I was talking to to Nick earlier this week about yeah it's magic, it's it's content creation, but it's also life as well and in and, and any other hobbies as well. Like it's there's the type of thing that having that step where you go this is actually kind of becoming a bit of a i don't know it's an imbalance with a lot of things and i'm not attacking it for the right reasons um like everyone's a little bit different and there's times when i was making the analogy the other day like whether it's something like some people attack things really really intensely for a few months and then get a bit frustrated when like why am i not interested in it in it the next week or like you've you've kind of created this existence where you're surrounded by something and then it's kind of not doing it for you the next week. And it, it does tie into mental health, absolutely. But, um, yeah, Chesh, do you want to kind of touch on where you were kind of heading to before with all that? Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes, buddy.
1: <laughs> I want a big piece of steak and the fuck off
0: oh, massive
1: chips. bowl of no mashed potatoes with lots of butter. <laughs> uh, well, look more lately more and more i've felt like i'm on the outside looking when it comes to magic now this this is absolutely not the way i feel when i do anything with lexicon or yeah, obviously of yeah. sam um you know very very inclusive but i feel like this started probably about the time that a particular content creator removed me on twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> for no for no good reason um still still hasn't spoken to me about it after saying that they wanted to collab and mm-hmm. never did um, and that was kind of the start of it. Um, but, I mean, I started backing off on posting on Twitter. I started backing off on deck techs. It wasn't the fact that I was just feeling burnt out. I was feeling like like we live in Australia. Um, and and it's funny because I always make the hilarious joke about how I'm the one of the most well-known uh, content creators for Commander here in Australia. I would actually argue that that's actually Sam now. No, it's not. Um, no, it really is. Um, but two steps forward, seven steps back. Um, I I was basically the facilitator of a whole bunch of content creators here uh, to try and give them a leg up. Um, never really like tooted my horn on their content ever mm. um, because their content is theirs and their content deserves to be seen. Uh, I would give people contacts and try and share out their stuff as much as I could. Um, But then I was seeing that there was so many, um, and, and not just specifically US, but mostly mainly US content creators, the big content creators, saying that they wanted to work with smaller content creators from other countries that they wanted to support those content creators. And every time I tried to make content with with these people or contact these people, I'd either get ignored or they're too busy or they're working with somebody else at the moment or blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, Even when I was like, Hey, I can put you in touch with this person. They do this specific like thing on say, uh, you know, um, MTGO when you have, um, Freshmaker doing Empty content at the time who's currently like kind of backed off on that as well mm-hmm. probably because similar reasons uh, but trying to match these people up with these large content creators saying that they want to help everyone. Out of all the, and I'm going to say large content creators and I'm going to reference Empty Lexicon in this group mm-hmm. for one specific reason which I'll get to in a sec for all of those content creators who have a platform who should be using that platform you know i guess i shouldn't expect them to use their platform for good um although i would fucking hope that they are Mm. um if you were doing a, a charity drive and somebody offers you something for that charity drive even if they have nothing to give and they say that they want to dedicate a video to it and um and yet get completely ignored um lexicon aren't like that and i really need to bring up this point that throughout my entire magic journey, I think that Lexicon have been one of the platforms for content creators and that I'll explain that kind of thing in a a little bit as well, uh, have been the ones that have been standout because if you go to Lexicon and you say, I want to play magic with you, they're like, fuck yeah, Mm. jump in. Like we'll try and arrange it. Like we'll, we'll, we'll bend over backwards to get you playing magic with us. They don't, fucking need to but they absolutely do now the reason i say platform for content creators because them playing commander and just having a good old casual time is literally a platform that content creators can get in on and should get on yeah if you haven't been on lexicon because Uh, so even even further to
0: non-content creators like that's the point and i think I, I, I've i really been happy to see the rise of people that have become part of the... I
1: don't, I'm not talking about non-content creators. We're specifically discussing content creators and specific journeys. Oh,
0: true. But like I, there, there's a point I kind <laughs> of wanted to gel it to, like not everyone's a content creator anyway. But continue, exactly. They're about community.
1: That's fine. Exactly. Um, for my own personal journey, because of the way I've been feeling, because I feel like... There was a bunch of opportunities that were on the table for Australia that had just got ripped from out from underneath us. Um, not Strixhaven notwithstanding, um, there's a specific explanation there in that is that we had a a changing in the guard with our contact with wizards here in Australia, which meant that um, as this new contact contact was coming in, things were already finalised to Strixhaven, so uh, could not get us the opportunity to do uh, the usual um, sealed, sealed deck uh, commander deck battles that we usually do with the con- mm-hmm. with other content creators here in Australia which is sad but it happens but more to the point is I felt like those opportunities were being taken away from myself and other Australian content creators who were trying very hard to be as loud and as big as we can but we have so many walls and, and it's funny that people will always say you don't have those walls, it's the internet Fuck you. Yes, we do. You don't understand how the internet works. If we post at a certain time, our posts get buried under a thousand other wankers fucking posts, (laughs) like from political figures to celebrities you follow. And I'm going to call them wankers because most celebrities and most political figures are actually wankers. Trust me. It's a thing. Once, once people get a lot of money, they can be a wanker and nobody gives a shit. That's why Seinfeld is actually a dick. And that's why Adam Sandler, as much as I hate his movies, has actually turned out to be a really fucking nice guy behind the scenes. But, um, and Rob is a piece of shit. Uh, If you look up his anti-vaxxer stance, you'll fucking know why. Um, (laughs) But the point I want to make is that it's okay to step away, but you must recognise when things are starting to make you feel like, I don't want to make a video this week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a video this fortnight. Oh, it's now been a month and I don't want to make videos. You know what? Maybe it's time for me to step back. Um, and I think I've imparted as much of my wisdom as possible to other people. Um, there's no need for me to even be a content creator. I do it because I love it. Now that I've allowed those contacts to mingle and and I push them out there enough. I feel like stepping stepping back isn't going to hurt the community. Mm. And I could do it I mean, I should I should have been able to do it before anyway, don't don't get me wrong. But I feel like now is a better time than any to go, you know what? I don't want to do the deck text. I'm done with doing articles for now. I just want to do this podcast and do our occasional Commander Night. Mm. Other than that, I don't feel like I wanna make fucking videos because you know, as much as views don't matter, views do matter that's, when you've been doing yeah, it as that's long a as hard I part. Have.
0: And we, we say it all the time. Numbers don't matter. But it's, I mean, it's inherent in a lot of us where it's like, Why well, I can't not watch the numbers. And it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's a really well, rough It's
1: one. not even that. It's numbers don't matter when you're starting out. Numbers absolutely do matter when you get to my stage, when you've been doing video content creation for five or six years and you're still only getting 30 views on one video and then 3,000 views on another, Mm. right? And there's no discernible difference between those particular uh, videos. There is no discernible difference. They could be interchangeable, quite frankly. Mm. They're they're a slightly different style of deck, but they're still the same content, and they're just not getting viewed the same because there's so many factors of uh, the time that those videos are released, the set that it's released about, the cards that it includes, what dirty combos do or do not happen in those videos. Uh, between, um, you know, just the time that you release it, like as in the literal time that you release it, whether it's in the morning or whether it's in the afternoon or whether it's 2 a.m. for us, which is hitting like prime time in the US or 4 a.m. or whatever it is. These are all factors that Australians have to take into account. And it's hard. It's even harder when the platforms that you are supposed to have there that the people keep crowing about aren't actually getting Australians on their content. So if you're one of those people, I'm sorry, fuck you. Um, and, and thank you Command Zone for having us as a part, uh, myself and Caitlin, as a part of, you know, some of your stuff when you've been doing your Commander Summit, that's been great. And I'm surprised that we actually got into doing that in the first place. And I feel like it was just included literally just because we're Australian and you don't actually know our content. Mm. Um, that's another problem that comes from this as well. I've had people go check out this dude's content without actually saying why, you know, and, and that makes me angry. Cause it's like, if you say, go and check out this person's content and you don't say something specific about the person or the content, that's so hollow and dry and that all leads to this compounding issue of like okay well i'm at the point now where i don't want to make videos because what's the point like i used to love making videos but now i have got to the point where i don't know who even enjoys these videos mm. and i i know that people do because i have people that constantly message me like telling me like hey when's the next deck tech coming out so i know those people are out there but for the grand scheme of things it doesn't feel like it um, and that's that's a point that you need to be aware of when you are a content creator, and you need to figure out you need to know when to hold them, and you need to know when to fold them. Mm. That's really important for content creation.
0: Yeah, here, here. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, the one the, the one there too. I also wanted to kind of link to like that, and I I, I want to be increasingly wary of doing this too. But like speaking in a almost a bubble of content creation, it's like well. Not everyone that listens to this show is not is a, is a content creator. Plenty do, that's fine. But it's like where this all links up and and kind of is relevant for people that aren't content creators kind of thing too because um, it's the type of thing we can talk a lot about that, but it's 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 kind of it can be apples and oranges kind of thing, but I do honestly think they link in a, in, in a way like more so than than I initially thought. And and the the thing being that there's similar things that that make up why you might kind of back away the game a little bit, and and why it might be, and and why it's healthy to kind of take a break from things too. They they may be different in the the, the kind of gratification in which they are, but the one I've definitely noticed as a uh, a consistent one is you know when interest in things start to dry up a little bit, whether for whatever reason, um, can be a speed and the velocity of what's happening as well. Like, and, and I've definitely found. There's there's different versions of myself that will wake up either with the capacity to kind of pass what's going on and, and absolutely absorb it, you know, the amount of product and, and releases and things and with an excitement and a zest and an inspiration. However, when that's not there on, a, on certain other days, various factors kind of lead into that as well. And then also, like you say, content creation kind of does amplify it a lot. You know, like it's like, well, I've got to bring it, you know, and I've got to kind of talk about it, whatever. And it's like, I'm just not feeling it today. And then that compounded with then you look at a list of twenty five new commanders and you're just like, I don't I can't even look at them. <laughs> They're just so many of them kind of thing. So that's that's kind of the, the point I was like this is definitely a thing for, you know, I- for for everyday players too, that it's it's just like
1: Here's here's my thing for everyday players, yeah. right? If you look at your pool of cards, don't look outside the pool of cards yet. If you look at your pool of cards and you go, I don't want to build any of this. And then you look at some commanders you've never played before and you go, I don't want to play any of this. And a new set list comes out and you go, I don't want to play any of this. Like take a step back. First off, maybe try and change what you're playing. So if you're playing commander, maybe try some draft for a while. You don't like it. That's fine. Like step back. Yeah. You
0: know, and it's um, fun, to, and it the, the I think it's the that, idea that doesn't have to be forever. That's the key, and I, I think for for either side of that, it's well, it's the idea. Oh, it can be who cares? But like, uh, and it may well be, the, but the, it's it's. I it's, think you can relax in the in the idea that you can absolutely you know step away for a bit and come back. That's fine. But
1: I, I think the point I want to make is it's hard to change your job. I get it. Yeah, you hate your job. Like, put your resume out there. If if you start hating magic for whatever reason or feeling that it is a uh, zero sum for you take a step step yeah, back like just a fun place reprioritize yeah, yeah 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 i mean that that that's kind of that's
2: kind of the the space we have been in actually for for quite a long time um it, since the, the pandemic it really compounded it well, it's Ever since War of the Spark, honestly, I have not been engaged in, like, you know, looking at every single card in a set, trying to figure out what the hell one's going to work with my decks and whatnot like that. I just, I've been disengaged from it. I don't know if it was, like, the 85 million Planeswalker that came out in that set, which, you know, some of them are really cool. I do have some War of the Spark stuff, you know. I have some cards for each set that has come out, but I'm so much more selective now on what i spend my time on um because as just is saying it's you need to take a step back and you need to kind of like re-prioritize your life and um it, one of the things that really hit me hard was a podcast that i listened to probably late 2019 and it's it's a it was called talking green um i think it was by the the new york times i'm not percent sure um td ameritrade that's what it was uh, and one of the podcasts is called it's called financial focus in the digital age and basically what it's mm. talking about is talking about your attention economy there's yeah so i've heard that, that term there's so many things going on in the world and that it's impossible for you to continue to focus on something you know for a long period of time right so i'm we're talking on this podcast i can guarantee 90 of us who are listening and you know, we're recording. We're looking at a bunch of million different things on different tabs, you're looking at, you know, magic cards, you're looking at different yeah. podcasts that you're talking about. We're all doing something all the time when we're there when you get a stop and get a cup of coffee how many times do you pull that phone out are you looking at your phone you're pulling out twitter yeah. you're refreshing twitter you're pulling out instagram you're refreshing instagram you're jumping over to your bank account you're jumping over to stocks or whatever it is to buy something and that's what it's talking about it's like they're talking about your attention economy and every time you know you pull out your phone and you're looking at instagram it's basically like throwing dollars out of your wallet, they, they go into much better, um, you know, uh, detail into the podcast, but that attention economy, like you could be spending that in something else. You could be spending yeah. that time with your kid or whatever it is, but by all means spend it on something that you feel is fun. And if it's not fun anymore, maybe it needs to change.
0: Yeah. There's there's a finite resource of that. And I think that's that's one of the best ways I can ever hear it put into. And it. it's just the, the the word I keep going back to is grounding as well. And and it's something I kind of um I, I implore people to, you know, maybe moving to the country help me a little bit, but like trying in touch with nature a little bit or like, you know, those kind of things, especially to contrast, say, what you do for a job, what you do for intense kind of digital uh exposure we get in this day and age, like there's got to be a contrast to that because it's the type of thing that can feel very like this is just what I do in my day and this is how I spend my time. I look at this thing, I look at that thing, and it's, it, it reaches that velocity. But the type of thing, it starts to burn out over time and it's kind of hard to then trace that line back of where it began and, like you say, that we, we are creatures of habit. We we just do that these days. And, and that kind of pressure for speed to pick up for like how how – you know, quickly you need to be on things, and maybe a lot of like content can kind of be that way too. It's like, oh, they're releasing three things a week, and then ah, you got to consume it, everything. and everything. The one, the one I like to put it in Nick, uh, that the example I I'm always always thinking about is um, something like it's video games and it's also TV and and all movies that you know with services on demand like we have them. Uh, and partly with video games too, just being an adult and having money and you buy things, whatever. The choice, like the the blistering choice of things um, that you have to do it at your fingertips any one time. Um, rather than the game you had as a kid because that's all you had because you, you were a kid, you didn't have any money. Um, you just played that and you didn't question it. And then the, like a TV show that was just on the TV, you just watched it and you actually watched it with a focus and an intention that would... You know, otherwise wouldn't happen these days. Whereas the Netflix thing and like everything on demand and like the amount of games in my Steam library, that kind of stuff, it it reaches a point of decision paralysis because it it, then you start questioning everything. Going, "Whoa, this is this show dazzling me straight away?" You know, like it's is it is it pulling all the punches? Oh, I could watch these other things, and it's like it's it leads to a point of uh, what do you call it? It's you can't find contentment. (laughs) You're just like it's it's ang- it's where like anxiety comes in as well and it's 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 just intense kind of thing so um i think they're all related to and it's it's you know um your hobby should be the thing that does you know marie Kondo spark joy like <laughs> um that kind of thing so and, and and like you say it's it's a lot of other things that can kind of formulate a whole uh your identity in a way too, like, you know, what you, you do in life, that thing. But I, I find magic's an interesting one that a lot of people that do magic stuff tend to find, like, have that as a bit of a primary. And it's like, it's an intense kind of uh, thing that sometimes people do make their complete identity. And I, I, I think that's a, that's one to check out and go, well, you know, I think that's why we enjoy talking about other things that aren't magic, of course, because it all it all feeds into one and I think, being into other things make uh, makes everything better, more or less, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know where else I was going with that. <laughs> I kind of just I don't know, just waffling around ideas, but yeah, I hundred percent agree with. Like it is, it's one of those things. Like you
2: know, I, I look at myself and I'm like, well, magic is 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 something that I'm extremely heavily vested in, not only time and yes. money, but yeah. Also there was a time beforehand where I had my sliver deck and that's what I had right That's it all I it was a 60 you know a 60 card casual deck that's what it was. I didn't know what the yeah. hell EDh was granted EDh didn't exist yet that we know of um, but you know that's what it was and every I, I feel like almost every single magic player out there, especially if you get ones that started early, in their their prime, like early two thousands, late nineties, you know, you're going to find them and you're going to talk to them and they're like, "Yeah, I took a break from Magic: The Gathering because it was uncool," and <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. Then
2: all of a sudden, you know, 15 years later, they come down the road. They're like, "Holy shit, Magic is still around!" Like, let's jump into this. That's that's exactly what happened to me. I got played on so like Plane Shift was my first set. That was out. Oh, I played Onslaught and I played the Onslaught block. And then Meriden came out. And then it kind of fell out of Meriden. And then Kamagawa came out. And I just dropped off the face of the planet. I was like, no, I'm not dealing with any of this stuff. I don't really care. And for mm. years that was the case. And then all of a sudden, my friend I was in college and my friends came over my my house and were like, Yo, we just bought a box of even Build a deck, take <laughs> all our scraps, and let's and that's it. I mean, from from then on out, from even tying on, I basically I've been at first in for for that long in in magic, and yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I I feel like magic is part of my identity, right? Uh, mm. But it, it, taking a step back as I have, it's really kind of shed some light onto my headspace and magic and the balance between those and life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think contrast is key and it's, it's an analogy I make that um, uh, when I, I I always harp on about moving to the country and I shouldn't but anyway. Um the, I, I lived around the city for ten years and, and I grew up on the coast, but then for work everything had to be close. And it got to a point where it, it kind of it brought me no joy. It just brought me like a there's an air of anxiety around, whatever. And it's like the thing I used to get excited about as a teenager or a kid you know, the city with all the possibilities was, was very stale. And and when we moved out here, I still work in the city a little bit, but it's more of a uh, balance, like work at home, that kind of thing too. But the most important thing, I was not ready for this, but it made the city exciting again. And it was re- really nice that I could be inspired by the spaces and and the things and the energy going on without being overwhelmed by it kind of thing. So, I, I kind of put it down to the, the, you know, everything in moderation type thing that if you... If you kind of balance out the amount, you're not oversaturating, then you should be able to find the best joy there. But um, but at the same time, maybe it's also sometimes it's not going to happen straight away. As in, it may maybe like you say, a very prolong, uh, prolonged break. Um, who knows? I think every, everyone's different, and um, most importantly, like you know, listen to yourself and 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 what you need, kind of thing is is the key. So no, exactly. But. Um, I mean I might even I might round that out, Nick, with um with the classic one I usually just talk to people about. But um overall, looking back at um, you know, last year and, and what, what happened then, how did you see I mean you you're always you're always aware of what's happening in Lexicon, you you know, you kinda of keep your eyes on things and also like you say, you're you're still a part of it and of course, and do appear on the stream from time to time and do stuff with us, that 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 kind of thing. But how did you see the kind of the climate change uh, in in command the community change uh, and and based on the challenges and then actually pushing it into a a worldwide thing essentially. And that's the way I see it because we had no business like hanging out with you guys that much or anything being on the other side of the world until we're kind of forced to in a way like going, well, that's the only thing to do. It is a global community now. But how did you see that change? And are you optimistic about the kind of the existence of not only like, Lexicon uh, and the way they're kind of integrating with with the global community, um, or but magic in general. Um, I don't know how. What are your thoughts on that at the moment?
2: Uh, I think two weeks ago we probably have a, a really different conversation than what we're having now. Um, yeah. For you know whatever reason, you know, Play EDH Discord decided to do something, and that basically sparked an exodus from them. And we, yeah. for whatever reason, the Lexicon Discord, you know, as great as it is, is let also on a Reddit page for people from play EDH to run away from and go find a place where they can play with rules where we don't really care. I mean, like the the main rule that we've said in dis in in the Lexicon Discord is, man, just don't be a fucking dick to each other. Like, yeah, that's what it Very is. Respectful words for life.
0: Don't be a dick. Exactly. <laughs> no, that was that that was so interesting too to see that, and I didn't actually like see exactly what was going on. Uh, apart from I saw some kind of you know tweets afterwards, and 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 people you know uh, around like they're talking about what had happened, whatever. But um, yeah. So so was it that did a lot of people start to show up around Lexicon like uh, with people like, oh, this is actually a a safe, happy, you know, like friendly place kind of thing, or like is it is it been the type of thing? Has it been hard to kind of. Um, make sure that's that that quality is kind of uh you know the quality of of community and what I'm trying to say, like make sure everyone's on the right, you know, with the right etiquette, that kind of thing. Is that is that been because I've I kind of haven't really even been part of the Discord last couple of weeks, been a little bit busy, but has that been the type of thing that's been going on?
2: I don't know exactly when it ended up in Probably a week ago. Um, there was just a massive influx of people that yeah have joined the stream I, I can't say because really the messages that are going on in general chat are something i just can't keep up with now um, yeah yeah but but to continue on like what we were talking about i really think where electric one is is you know what we're trying to do we're trying to be the die bar of edh we're trying to just foster a friendly community and foster you know a place for people to come and enjoy and you see the regulars you you can go sit in the corner if you want just (laughs) people watch right that's like that's what you can do at, at dive bars you can just people watch you get to know the bartenders you get to know the hosts. you get to know all those people that um you know that it's kind of what we're trying to facilitate as for all of the influx of people i can't comment and say that all of them are going to be amazing people i can mm. hope that they're all going to be amazing people we all la- yeah we've had large influxes of people before when we opened up the the, the discord to everybody we it used to be a patreon only thing and i was just like hey we need to change this i think we should have." I think we should have it open for, for people. There should be some stuff that's being paywalls, uh, because, you know, it costs money to rent a, you know, a, a building we do where we do our, our, our streams out. Of. So, yeah, that's right. um, it's not cheap and mm. every little bit goes back to the stream. We're not getting paid any money for this. Like the, the, that's really what it is. We, we don't get paid any money. Uh, and, and I really enjoy that the, the, the community that we have fostered um i can't wait to see it to continue to grow how it has uh, but it's always great to see the people that you always see you know you'll see lenny you'll see uh uh crgr joe you'll see you
1: know
2: uh <laughs> charlotte will jump in you know uh cnc power you have all these people that are going to be in you know and for all all these guys are going to be in there they're going to continue to be looking for games and it's really good to see that we've you know fostered um regulars in in yeah. dive bar sense of things um VEH is not going anywhere back in 20 yeah exactly back in the late 2019 you no know, before the quote-unquote pandemic like spread out throughout the world our 24-hour stream actually was that we had content community uh community content creators for the commander community come and play with us Dale spent God knows how long trying to collaborate and make sure everybody had a time slot coming in. So we knew who was coming in at what point in time. We tried to get people around the world. We had uh, our buddy, the whole shoe join in from Japan. He played us in the wee hours, which is something that is like really, really vital when you have a 24 hour um,
0: stream. Yeah. So, uh, Chesh was on that one too, wasn't he?
2: Yes.
1: Was I? I think so. I think so. Were you on the 24 hour stream
0: <laughs> before I, uh, yes. I was doing stuff with you? But yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I didn't think about that.
1: I was like, ah, uh, yeah, because I put it in my Twitter bio because I was like, yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of, too, it's um, uh, does that mean that there's a celebration one that's still on the cards for, is it the 300th? I can't remember what the milestone number was for uh, Lexicon, but still needs to happen, I believe, right? Is that still on the card?
2: I I don't know. Like I said, I've, I've... <laughs> I've been pretty separated from the hosts and whatnot, um, in their yep. planning of this stuff. I just, I just don't have the brain capacity to help facilitate something like that while doing my new job and taking care of two kids. Um, yeah, but definitely. I believe that they are going to try and have something of some sort to celebrate our, um, you know, 60 year. I think it was fifth, that would have been fifth 24 hour stream this past December.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and I hope to see you on there too. You know, of course it'd be yeah uh, it wouldn't be the same without you for sure. So I would definitely
2: try because I remember that the the 2019 24 hour stream, uh we had Dana on and I played against Dana and it was fantastic. <laughs> I always I, I continue to talk about this game. Um I was playing my haunt of tower. Uh Dana basically I think I cast like a huge um Torment of hell, Hellfire, and he had a set bunch of stuff, and he kept his skull claim. And then he, <laughs> he, he also had, because he wanted to draw a card, he also um had Mirrored and Besiege, the card from Modern Horizons, out.
1: Huh? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And he had, I think it was 19 artifacts in his graveyard, whatever one less to kill someone was. Yeah. <laughs> If he had sacrificed that um, skull clamp, he would have been able to kill me. But because
0: he didn't, <laughs> I win the game. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, he, far uh, right. because, because he didn't.
2: Uh, it, it went around the table again, and I was able to play painter uh, servant grindstone and build up because I knew he was going to kill me. And the the funniest part is is that it's right to Brandon, and so then Brandon plays clever impersonator, copying my grindstone and painter servant grindstone me
0: when everyone was out already it was amazing yeah i really tell that story it was so good so good oh man we need more of that for sure and and then i hope we can find you whenever it's convenient and i think that's the key too like it's it's we'll we'll have times where like yeah we didn't get it you know didn't get a game going for ages but you know we'll, we'll do it at some stage kind of thing and can't wait to share a table with you again for sure so um yeah i'm gonna Move over now from the uh, the magical stuff. And, I mean, that still pops up too. But um, might even zoom through some of these guest profile questions because I'm really keen to hear your perspectives on these. I know you, you'll probably know them well by now, but we, we kind of just quiz every uh, every guest we have on and find out what kind of person they are outside of magic too and, and what influences kind of constitute that. So, um, yeah, I mean, without further ado, pineapple on pizza, what's the deal?
2: I'm really indifferent about it. Uh I used to I used to (laughs) hate pineapple. I mean, absolutely hate pineapple. Then my wife and I went to Costa Rica uh uh for our honeymoon in twenty fifteen and I had fresh pineapple that they had just pulled off the tree right then and there after going zip lining. It was the most juicy, candy delicious like pineapple I had ever had in my life. I mean it was as fresh as you possibly can have it it was amazing yeah and ever since then very very keen on a pineapple like my wife will buy pineapple she'll come i'll eat 90 percent of the pineapple Mm. pineapple on pizza it's a different choice i'm i don't (laughs) think i'm for pineapple on pizza but i'm not against it
0: yeah i like that stance i like that stance because it's bucking that trend pineapple Everyone's all, all, all love, hate about it. And it's like, no, you can, you can totally be on the fence about it or like kind of, you know, leave it where it needs to be. And like, uh I'll probably eat it, but yeah, you know, not too fast. Like exactly.
2: I love pizza, I, but Hawaiian pizza is not my first choice. One
1: thing I don't like for pizza is burnt pizza.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell no. That, that right there is a <laughs> hell little, burn, ha-
1: burn my, pe- burn my pizza burn in hell. That, that right there is one of my
2: hashtag lexicon lore, um, statements. There was a, a stream one time where G three burnt my pizza um, <laughs> that I that I was cooking because he left it in the oven, but he he turned off the oven, but he left the door open and he left the pizza inside. Of and I was like, dude, oh, so the-
0: <laughs> and it just dried out too. Yeah, it
2: like the the cheese was like super overcooked, and it was it was not good. But that's that's like something from uh, a lexicon lore. Uh, as G three called me the the I don't know the librarian of lore.
0: I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Start a wiki for sure. I love it. Um, next one was pet card you love may not be the best in Magic.
2: I didn't really actually think about this question. I knew the other one was coming, but I didn't think about that card. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 probably got to be something. By the artist Darkin. He's he's my favorite artist. Uh, it, it's Dredge Skeleton is like my favorite art. So that could be my pitch card. I don't ever play it, but I love that card in M10. That art is phenomenal.
0: Ah, oh, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, I know the one too. I mean, the the, the favorite magic art was afterwards, but um, I'll have to uh, nudge that one in now. That um, I mean, while we're talking about it, but um, is there anything? I mean, pet card like anything you would like? You love to chuck in a commander deck that you know is kind of a bit of a trademark yours. I don't think so. I think Fielden's
2: probably like. The one I'm known for because on our YouTube, that's true. Tests, that's true. Like, the only YouTube deck tech we have is my Felden deck.
0: <laughs> I've watched that, <laughs> yeah, it's great.
2: The, the, the funny thing about them is, that I was supposed to be second deck tech, Jeff was supposed to do his Purple deck tech, and yeah. I was supposed to do Felden. So, that's why, um, like when I opened up, I'm saying we're back for another deck tech, as you saw from last week with Jeff and his. <laughs> In there because that was supposed to happen that way, but it never happened. That deck, like we recorded deck techs and we had everybody doing their mono red deck, and then it yeah. just never got put together and put out. Lexicon lore.
0: <laughs> it's just like it's just that is life, exactly. Content, right? It's it's like it just some things weren't meant to be. There's a few a uh, few great projects like that that it's not closing the door for completely ever. Yeah, you know, on those, of course, but um, you know they. Uh, they do exist, and and you know they. Uh, who knows when we might actually see more? Who knows? But like until then, they're just fun little relics of of, of things throughout the uh, the years. of lexicon. The other one being like when Brandon shines a light to the booster pack uh, mm-hmm. to show that you could um or the oh what was it the box topper for Ultimate Masters and it's like they were you know you guys were the guys showing like everyone was sharing the link about you know it was really interesting so um it was very very funny. Oh, cool and um the
2: the prof actually tagged us in his video description for it and that's why uh everybody was 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 tagging us and going to that video is because when uh, the professor did his video he actually um linked our video and the you know here's a better description and how to check um yeah from the box stoppers. he's a bit
0: of here's a bit of branding and branding in the kitchen, you know, doing some, uh, doing some science. It was great. <laughs>
2: oh man. There's so many other series that we were thinking about doing that just never came to fruition because, um, again, lexicon lore, we just,
0: we think of all these
2: and look and we're like, really fuck, we don't have time for that. Let's just stream on Saturday.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the latest one, of course, which, uh, we haven't even plugged yet, but, um, the, the great, saturday nights uh for us which is your again your friday night late night uh which is myself chesh brandon and uh jeff just hanging out and just talking some shit and it's it's we we do tier lists we do kind of what's been going on uh but it's like an a much less formal version of this podcast which is just fun and I, i think we've been enjoying that and and um yeah Definitely tune in if if anyone's around at that ungodly hour. But uh, yeah, that I know. Yeah. We're after recording this, we're going to step over and, and jump into that kind of portal and have a wild time with those guys, of course. But um, and get yeah, another it's, weird, it's, it's uh, weird thing under. in the. Yeah, exactly. In the in the list of uh, lexicon oddities, which is good fun. So we'll see how long we can get keep that thing going for. Uh, next thing was on the list. All right, I got it. Uh, who would you most like to have dinner or a drink with, dead or
1: alive, real or fictional?
2: Yeah, so I have
1: I've thought about this um,
2: because I, I've listened to every one of you guys' episodes, and I was like, Yo, you know, everybody's got really good answers.
0: Um, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> my, I think what I want to do is because I have said this a lot of times. I wanted to go get a drink with Chris Rush.
0: Okay. I, yeah. I true. I met him
2: at. Uh, you know a GP and actually got signed by him. Then hit his final GP before he had stopped going to them and eventually he had passed. Um, but when I first met him, kind of was 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. I was like, this guy is legit. He is someone that I would love to go out to a bar and have a drink with, and just yeah. and vibe with because he is he's he's awesome. He was such a cool, amazing, creative artist.
0: Mm. Oh, it just, and an absolutely iconic to the game. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, huge, huge, huge respect. And, you know, well, that's it. Like
1: I, I got to
0: hang out with Chris
1: Rush. Oh man. It'd be like 18 years ago now. Really? One of the Australian events when he came here. Um, and I can absolutely guarantee 100% he's the most, he was the most down to earth, fucking lovely dude mm. Um just uh, you know as we get older our heroes start to die
0: yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah, re- rest um, in peace buddy yeah, yeah the, so moving the on other, uh, sorry what's your, I have uh, another one nah I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna to say it <laughs> sorry <laughs> you sure yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> might spoil the epicness uh, what's your video- of the other one hmm.
1: what's your video game hall of fame
2: uh, that's hard. So, like, I know some people <laughs> have video game. grants I mean, granted, I play a lot of video games, obviously for my job, but yeah. also because I can. I, I love video games. Uh, it's it's really challenging to try and like pinpoint like the Hall of Fame ones. There's definitely ones where I have like at different point in times they mean they meant differently for me. Uh, you know, I remember back in college when Minecraft came out, like the alpha version, where you were PayPaling, logging. And you are getting off the build copy of it before Microsoft bought them. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, when 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 PayPal like tried to shut down like Notch's account or whatever because it's like receiving too many things on a day or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he his his account got like put on hold because he was getting so much money in it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was one of those people that sent him money at the time uh, because it, it took like wildfire in my um my my college, uh, yeah, for the, for the courses that I was doing. Obviously, because I was doing video game stuff. So it just took like wildfire. I, like Minecraft is one of those games, that is, I don't know, it's probably going to stand the of time because of how much they can continue to add visually. It, it doesn't need to be the highest, you know, most visual perfect game. It is what it is. Yeah. It's like Legos in video games. Um, yes. I, I would say that Minecraft's one of them. Not that I play it a lot, but I think it's just, it's one of those games that just, um, you know, encompasses is is a it's a sandbox. You can do whatever you want. So, like how yeah. I'm thinking of these Hall of Fame ones is probably you know desert island sort of thing.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's the way we ranked sandwiches on the uh, Thunder Down uh, Thunder Down Under um, uh, Lexicon show the other week, where we're like, well, there's only two that make this list, and they're the ubiquitous ones. Like the other ones, just like they're not like. They're not as broad, like they're just like the the it was the to- the toasted cheese sandwich and the the bacon and egg, and it's like it's just you can have any meal that kind of thing. It's like the the scope and span of it, and like you say, Minecraft is that one that it changed. I think I feel like it changed gaming at that very moment of like a lot of things, and, and especially AAA stuff was headed towards the most maximum fidelity fidelity you could get at the expense of gaming and interaction, and they'll kind of just movies that you press a and that was like whoa graphics don't matter build that in after like but the shell the, the actual like the the shell oh sorry not the shell of it that's the, the wrong the foundation of it the heart was the great greatest thing ever and you build on that and and anything can happen that changed the way everyone looked at games like oh fidelity doesn't matter like it's just a thing you know and, and it's an amazing but it's you know it's nothing if if the heart's not there
2: yeah and if we're, and if we're talking desert island um they would probably pick Skyrim even though I I've never hmm. played Skyrim never not a single minute of Skyrim that I've played but if I'm stuck on an island I think Skyrim is probably a game that you want to have because of the <laughs> the sheer
0: number of things that you can do in it yeah that's right it's um no, it's funny you brought up those two as well because they're ones that uh, I got I got lent a PS4 uh, VR set uh this week and and as I think we'll um we'll kind of speed up uh what do you call it or not do entertaining this week we'll we'll leave that to next week that's fine We'll I I can quickly brush through why that's significant and funny um but left that at my place and I was like cool I get to try it this VR headset uh, on PS4 and uh the, the game i was looking at what games to play and i had a couple of ideas being like yeah i can get no man's sky going again that'll be kind of fun um and maybe like not subnautica because i'd probably die and then i was like oh skyrim is apparently a really good one and maybe that's the time to like fire that up again and play it and and you know enjoy it and apparently it's, it it has been done really well on vr so keen but what i would decided to do much much uh to my um I don't know, better judgment. Uh, is eat a whole pizza and then decide to try Minecraft VR. And um that was you I probably saw it about it, but it was it was funny, but not funny at the time. It was like <laughs> I realized what motion sickness is and it's intense. And I felt really crook f- for quite a while <laughs> after that. <laughs> Thankfully nothing happened. I didn't didn't lose my pizza or anything, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. My head hurts. Like and it's creep my out and it's it's affecting my you know the way my my mind is like processing all this stuff and it was all going fine then exactly the minecraft thing like a zombie pops up when you're not ready for it and i almost fell over it was like because the scale in vr too it's like oh you you look at minecraft on the screen and one block meant to be like a meter or something i guess uh does not look that large on the screen because you're looking at the screen in vr the block is like it looks like it's a meter in front of you it's quite oh, large. And so, and so, you see those zombies, like, oh, you're my height. <laughs> and I wasn't quite ready for how that scale depiction like changed. And, and heaven forbid, I did not even see any endermen, but I think I'd probably lose it if I saw one. Like it was, and that's the time. So, I don't know, I, it's worth trying out. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't think I could do it for more than half an hour. It's insane. So yeah the vr
2: is is no joke I worked on oh
0: exactly exactly i worked on a
2: vr game and it was you know we did so much uh user testing where we we actually like you you could only do so many users like so many hours of vr because it's a possibility that they would get uh motion sickness so you know yeah we could only do so much and it uh, yeah, it's no joke. I don't get motion sickness from VR, uh but I can see definitely people getting sick from it.
0: Yeah, I didn't think I was that person but then maybe cuz I ate a whole pizza like l- immediately before. That was probably not the greatest idea but uh yeah, I digress. That was a good one. <laughs> anyway, uh moving on, next one was uh interestingly, always always keen to uh open up Spotify and um uh and and kind of jot down whatever people suggest in this one. Um but recommend us an album Nick. God I have so many I can recommend. Oh just reel them if you want to that's uh, fine. Uh, there's a
2: trilogy of albums by the the band called The Wise Man's Beer. And Ooh. the trilogy is the Castle uh, sorry Castle in the Clouds, The Lost City, and Valley of Kings. They're uh, fantastic albums uh just listening to them it, it's it's amazing you should listen to it and you know for nostalgic purposes and because i knew this question was coming i was like yeah. you know one of the albums that is it's to is stay with me probably forever is the link park video. or like we were talking about in pre-show um, it just there are songs that come on and you are like i know exactly what i was doing i was playing pokemon emerald in the rainy part of the city yeah listening to this song i know exactly what was happening and that you know there, there are other songs and albums that can happen too, like i've had, like, when there's certain like limp Bizkit song comes on it's like i know i was playing neutral speed on pursuit one on the playstation one yeah riding, yeah driving this lamborghini on this track like it all just kind of comes to you
0: yeah, music is bookmarks kind of thing too, and I, I like that you said that too. That um, I tend to do that too with a lot of games. I pick my own soundtracks. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's becomes pretty special. Same with reading books, actually too. Um, quick note: as I'm searching this too, so Wise Man's Fear being that's the band yes. are they named after the book by Patrick Rothfuss? I I believe. Interesting. Um, I I think I don't know if it's part of the same. Series, I started reading one of those books and it was really, really good. Um, and it was the type of thing I just pulled off a bookshelf when I was, uh, I was away in like a holiday house like a couple of years ago. My dad, we just went there. There's no TV or anything, and there's just some books on the wall. And we just surfed and hung out in nature, it was awesome. Um, and next to the fireplace, I just started reading this book and it was like The Name of the Wind and it was epic, like it was so good, uh, really good fantasy. So, um, yeah, I wonder. I'm I'm doing some digging now to see if exactly must be where that came from. I, I got um, two I got two more that I
2: can listen to top to bottom for without skipping the track, and um, that is As I Lay Dying's Shaped by Fire, that came yep. out in twenty nineteen, and then um, Darkest Hour Undoing Ruin. Those those albums I can listen to top to bottom. Without skipping song, and they're just they're just a journey, right? Like the undoing, the darkest hour of the album is like, it's half an hour long, and you're like, all of a sudden half an hour has passed. Like I listened to every single one of these songs. That was amazing. Let's do it again. Yeah, no, I
0: love it. Um, I have to quickly ask too. It's the type of thing. Uh, I know there's a whole the 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 metal scene, the the kind of those those genres where you know a lot of people bounce off because, and as I found with a lot of things, not just metal, it's like. Uh, you haven't heard the right kind of thing that like as a slippery slope kind of gels you into it. And I, I strongly believe, you know, music doesn't always kind of work for you the first time. It may take years for, you, for it to click and it's quite amazing when it does. But in your, uh, I don't know, with, with your advice, what would be the best thing for me to like, I listen to a lot of prog and I know it gets uh, like early 70s progressive rock that does lead into heavier stuff, like heavy prog, like, you know, it could be like Araya Heap or something. And then some of those bands are what form I know I'm pretty sure uh influences for as as a mate of mine said, hey, listen to Opeth. Opeth is uh kind of Influenced by a lot of the band you're listening to, but like, would you? Do you have anything you'd suggest for like for for myself to kind of go? How how do I transition to kind of start to tap into and understand the you know without diving headfirst into the scene of metal?
2: Oh man, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I think I think for me specifically, it's it's very challenging because I I couldn't tell you if I really listened to like prog rock like i yeah
0: yeah you know i've i
2: kind of have been in my my niche of, of metal which i think my my gateway one was as i was like dying 94 hours a yeah. song 94 hours like that-, that was the gateway one and it was like hardcore from there on out um and and lincoln park uh their favorite theory was was definitely one mm. that kind of, you know brought me towards that and continued on and continued that way um and and back in 2000 i don't know six or seven they there was a um there was a, a website called purevolume.com i think it was mm-hmm. and on, on pure volume there was like little bands little local bands they could put their music in, and you download music from from that so i would go through and try and find these little bands and continue to listen to them um and, and i'd find them from there one of the bands that might be a really good step. towards because they're really popular and they do a lot of cover songs. Is you know, our last night?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Our last night is they were just like this tiny. I've you know, been listening to when they were, since they were tiny they were little band, not to be hipster, but they have mm-hmm. ex, they have exploded in popularity because they take the popular songs that are done by other people nowadays and they put mm. um, a hard, you know, a screaming cover to it, metal cover to it. And that's that's the shit I eat up all day. Like Brandon, yeah, numb, Brandon will call it trash music. Um, he listens <laughs> that. And, and he listens to that trash too. And Jeff will definitely call it trash music for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's
0: it's the
2: what, it's the shit that I really really enjoy.
0: That's what I really enjoy with each one of you. You've each got a, like a musical identity that you like. I mean, and it's it's not like exclusive, but it's like you have things that you gravitate towards, and, and, and you know, we can discuss at length. You know what we're inspired by. I think it's really, really cool. So, I uh, appreciate it. That's great. Uh, next one was, you already covered the favorite magic art. A uh, bundle of and ones. That's awesome. Um, would you recommend us a movie?
2: Probably the Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. The first one. I think that one is classic. There's so many one-liners. It's, it's just fun. I mean, as fun as like, killing monsters could be kind of movie it's just really good it's goofy um you know he smacks the hands down on the the table and the gun goes off and kills the cat um there's just there's just i it's just a great movie like a really (laughs) Saints one and i'm not i'm not a a movie aficionado i don't watch a lot of movies i try to but i would rather spend my time playing video games so if you want to talk video games we can talk video games
0: if, yeah, if exactly. Like, I generally find the same. I like guess yeah, like I have to be interacting with it in a way. It's like hmm. exactly like we're talking movies.
2: I'll watch some movies. I've been watching a lot more movies and shows now since I've taken yeah. care of my two month old and uh, powered through all seven seasons of the Clone Wars um, in a month. Um, so I saw yeah. that
0: you did. You did an absolute Star Wars marathon. You did the movies as well, which was like whoa.
2: I'm still, just I'm still separated. working on it.
0: I'm still working. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on, uh,
2: I'm on Star Wars rebels right now. Um Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm on season three. So there's season three and then season four and then I'll get to, uh you know, and continue on chronologically. I, to, I don't know why I'm doing it. I just, and I'm kind of enjoying it. Um I was talking to a friend today and he's like, so you haven't seen the Mandalorian yet. I was like, Nope. He's like, and you, haven't had it, and you haven't had it spoiled to you yet? I was like, nope. He's like, I'm impressed. So
0: Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really looking
2: forward to getting to the current. It's very, very good.
0: I love it's that. It's very, 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 very fucking good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's maybe my, my favorite piece of TV done. But I, I don't want to pump up expectations because I, I find myself doing that these days. Like, That's, you're going to love it. it's the best thing ever. I was like, ah, uh, I shouldn't put someone's like thought of it there i'll let them you know come up with their their opinion themselves so i think yeah the fact that you've you've managed to stay kind of out of uh you know knowing what happens and, and everything that's that's quite incredible and you can enjoy every part of it by yourself which is going to be great and fresh and i i'm i'm almost like a little bit jealous of you that sounds amazing to like that first time watching it was such a yeah no, I won't spoil it. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's all kind of started because of the
2: Mandalorian and because of how everybody's like raves it up. I was like, okay, let's
0: watch a them a all. Like,
2: let's watch them again and let's like, see all the side stories and see all these people. Like, who's this uh, Usoka? she's fucking bad yes i've never heard of her yeah. before she's so fucking cool you know and now of course because i've done all this star wars stuff and searched Star Wars stuff fun that and my facebook feed is full of star wars memes and
0: i am like oh, that's <laughs> yeah, funny exactly. i get it yeah, now. star wars pajamas yeah exactly i get it now it's it's
2: really funny but yeah it's you know just kind of leading up on the mandalorians like i wanted to I wanted to watch all the pre stuff and, and i've seen all of the movies Right. The main, the main line movies, just so solo, which I hadn't seen before, but, yeah. you know, Rogue One so four, five, six, one, two, three, you know, seven, eight, nine. I've seen all of them, uh, but I hadn't seen the, the side stories and stuff that kind of like embodies the, uh, like the Star Wars universe. And when yeah. I was younger, when I saw Attack of the Clones, that second Star Wars episode two, I was like, i want more of this ending like i want more of the clone wars. these are the coolest fucking things and of course star wars lego is really cool as the goddamn pieces of plastic on the planet
0: yeah exactly and it's like it gives everything gravity and and um yeah it's it's it's, it's such an amazing thing so um yeah um i just got the uh, cheshire's just gonna have to bounce uh for now he's got things to do uh Like busy day still ahead and and that kind of thing. So that's fine, but that means we can finish off with that. So uh, we'll we'll catch you again next time, Chesh. Um, But uh, the next one was... Thanks, uh, Chesh. Yeah, exactly. We love you, buddy. Um, The next one was favorite Pokemon, if you have one.
2: Um, It's definitely going to be from Gen 2. Uh, I think gold and silver are probably the the perfect Pokemon. uh, The healthy days games because you get gen one and gen two pokemon yeah. and you get two full regions in the game like when you think about it like that was a huge
0: game getting released back then. oh the amount of content um, yeah so what do you, you unlock you unlock the first one after you finish the main game the, right this, yeah yeah you,
2: yeah you, the the second region uh, well the first region in gen 2 you play through that and once you bleed there early or you can go to the gen 1 region um which it's it's amazing i think look it up and can't remember again too it's probably the tyranitar the oh ba- basically the, the the badass triple evolution of gen 2 equivalent to like uh, dragonite yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah oh yeah as like the pinnacle of things to kind of strive to in that game, other than like your uh what was the mythical birds that you know, Ho and um let starts with L. Can't L-L-L-G-A. remember it's been a long time. Yeah, Luca. And and the epic dogs as well, I remember being so mystical and like that yep. that the drop of them like appearing was so cool. There's so much in that game I remember. Like, I played that for the first time on emulators, of course, but with like they're just in Japanese because I don't know what we couldn't get an English version or something. So there's so much mystery around that game, and like we're trying to play it when and like oh this is, you know it's just like you're stretching to try and see what's at the periphery and like oh we'd finish like we'd played the crap out of Red and Blue, and like oh my God it's a whole new world and we're playing it in a language we don't understand and like that kind <laughs> of thing. Uh, But the thing that always got me was, uh, is it the unknown? Is that the still thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you go into that, yeah, the the temple and there's all those and it's like question mark appeared. And what that felt like was like, holy crap, I don't even know anymore. This is so cool. And it felt like Missing No, which I've talked to a few people about Missing No and how cool that is as like an artifact in a game that it's a glitch that we thought was 150 second Pokemon or whatever. And... How mysterious that element of thing! Like when you feel like in a game you're discovering something that's probably not meant to be discovered. Like I think that's such a rare like sensation, and that literally happened a couple of times in Pokemon.
2: You can't really do that nowadays, right? Like,
0: no way. The internet, the internet, <laughs> the internet is
2: is the biggest vein and boon of humanity, right? Um, because you, you have that awesome feeling of like oh i heard someone someone say in my class so missing um, and you know how to get yeah. it and you can get you know unlimited master balls and I was like, when that happened to me i was like fuck, oh, can we use my master ball
0: yeah like oh, no. no yeah i remember that feeling of just wanting to run home and go play it and because i heard something at school and it's 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 pretty unreal you know like it's I don't know. Like they're they're the they're the really special kinds of gaming that I don't know what the future can do to harness those. But you know, um, I want them to try. You know, like I want I want to see what can be done to make things super secret. Like there's little things. Like I remember Goldeneye had the cheats, but they didn't come out for like six years. And for a, a secret to be hidden that long, like I remember getting my Nintendo sixty four mags, and like there'd be all the standard games, the cheats, and whatever. Goldeneye never had any. And it's like, oh, okay. And then, like, it's for some reason, it's like, well, that that's just common knowledge when a game comes out, you know, whatever. This like, it was a secret that was held for many, many years that you could unlock all the stuff, and you know, you could actually enter the cheats. And then they appeared, and my, like, whoa! It's like new life into the game type type thing. So, um, no, it's mad. But I'd say the whole the talk at school always reminds me of when we played Morrowind, and that was in like year ten, I believe and that's always the great elder scrolls game for me like skyrim was amazing but morrowind was not like was something else that was we're not we could look at the internet but we're not um it's not kind of really i don't know the in- internet was around but it's just like i don't know we're not we we kind of really hinged on the the whole share a map at like in airbrush class and like go oh i went here and i went there and tell stories about it type thing and that was super special. And like you had plenty of those moments where you're like, oh, I'm finding something I don't think is meant to be here. And I think that's amazing.
2: I lied. I take it back. It's Crobat. It's got to be Crobat. I was like, my man. Oh.
0: <laughs> so is that, the, is that the Golbat kind of continuation, I think?
2: It, it's, that is Crobat. exactly it.
0: Yeah. So the third one. I like how they did that too. That added new evolutions to things as well, which is super, super cool. Yeah, I Crobat's was rad. Su-
2: I think that was really the like the really cool thing that they did in Gen two is like they added more Pokemon to the Pokemon you already knew from the 150. Like yeah, you had exactly. um, you had you had Steelix and you had like Crobat, and you had all of these these other things added to it. And I think I think the number of Pokemon is in Gen two is like the right amount. Like I played Sword and Shield, and my God, is it absolutely overwhelming the sheer
0: volume yeah. of Pokemon. In it. And I and I think that that kind of connects with what we're talking about with magic sometimes. It's like there is just there is a point of uh almost that, you know, attention, like what do you call it? Like cognitive kind of uh like load of how much you can actually process. And it's yeah when there's that many, it's like it all kind of blows into one. Nothing has form anymore. You're like, well um yeah. And it's like it's that same thing. Like I know you look at something like, oh, I'm going to watch, uh, you know, I should watch The Sopranos or something. And you just go, look at how, like, the overwhelming wall of content I've got in front of me kind of thing. I mean, they're, they're kind of different examples, but, you know, that's definitely a sensation I've felt before. And to be honest, that was me with Clone Wars, too. I've got to do it, I know, but, like, I've got to start somewhere as well. <laughs> but you just look at that for some reason, like, that, 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 yeah, it's, it's got of- seven episodes. I was seven seasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's seven seasons. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, but I mean, they are a bit. I know they are zippy, which you know is is good, and you know, in a way, you can a lighthearted way that it's kind of genius that, as far as I know, you can watch with kids and everything, and it's got a bit of duality there. It's it's fun for everyone to watch, kind of thing, but it's got a lot of depth and you know, great background story that's actually really important to the Star Wars lore. So. No, I, that's definitely on my list. I've got to do that <laughs> for sure. Um, nice. All right. Um, next one was Nick. Uh, and the last one too, just to bookend the whole thing. But uh, in just a few words, what do you think magic means to you?
2: Uh, I think I kind of sum it up the, the screenshot that this sent you um, earlier kind of uh, about the whole entire topic we've been talking about today. It's the it's the, the most important thing about magic to me. Is the game is the it's it's a vessel of the friendships. Yeah. Like that that is what it is. Like I, I have my closest friends through magic. Um, you know, if they're if I go to some random place or if I move somewhere, like I can always find that uh, LGS or coworkers or something and magic, if it ever gets brought up or whatever, it's like that thing that sparks friendship. And I mean mm-hmm. some of my closest friends Because of magic and Mm. its friendship, man. That's what it is. It is The Gathering.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we get back to that point. It's like the genius of why they called it that in the first place, but um, it definitely makes sense for sure. But, uh, yeah, nice. Oh, I love it. Um, well, as as we said, uh, we kind of we'll skip over entertaining for this week and kind of run that next uh, week or the week after whenever we we'll do that because I know Chesh has a few things to talk about. But as we said before, I had to uh, jet off for some uh, prior engagements. But um, yeah, I, I can't thank you enough, Nick, for being a part of this and and also just you know continuing to be the person you are. I know as we talked about, there's there's a, a point where you're like, oh, am I really part of this community? Whatever, like because I'm not doing the thing, I kind of you know you set out to do at at that capacity and that standard and 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 level work you want to do in the first place and to step away from that a little bit feeling like you're you're not part of it and it's like it's not the case you are absolutely part of it and have made a massive impact on i mean all of us in in the kind of especially the lexicon lexicon community but um, have been one of those key factors in facilitating uh i mean you've known chesh for a little while but myself and to that point I do bring up last year was the dive bar was the place that kind of held everything together for me. <laughs> and it was like, we could all sit there and, and gather at the bar, uh, you know, the proverbial internet bar, but like offer support to everyone and, and, and hang out in a, in a time that's felt very uncertain. And, um, I hope that continues to do that. And I know it will because, you know, there's going to come a day where I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to get to hang out with you guys and it will it'll happen. It'll be magnificent. And, It'll be awesome. So I agree.
2: Yeah. And I hope that we also continue to hold that feeling in the lexicon server because of the large influx of people. You know, I just hope that we can continue to hold that, you know, community. Um, you know, everybody cares about each other sort of thing. It yeah. seems to be going that way. Like I have a very optimistic look that it seems to continue like it, it is going that way. And we aren't getting like shitbags that are joining it or whatever i guess we did get hit by a lot but you know there's not <laughs> there's not people and right if there are people that that become assholes or just sporadically you know say shit they shouldn't say you know we're gonna like you agreed to, to join in the server you agreed not to be a douche bag.
0: so yeah and 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 not only the host but like people will call them out on that and go hey that's not kind of what we do around here and that's not respecting the place and and i think my my perspective on that is I, I like to put a lot of things down to um, as an analogy for bread, and I learned a lot when I started to learn to bake. And um, you know, you you're kind of you're cultivating the right kind of thing you believe in, and you you have enough of that, i.e. the yeast, and then kind of you add to that with fresh things like new water, new new flour, and then they kind of all join the network. Uh, but it's having enough of that in the base. To go, oh, this is just the standard, and it's what's expected. And like you say, it's it's it, whether it's like one or two of the regulars in a game, and someone else comes along and probably says something that's a bit out of whack. I know we'll love this place so much that we'll say something about it, and, and in a way that is respectful and also courteous and diplomatic, and and that's what it, what it takes because it's not. And I think maybe I've, I haven't commented on play EDH, but I think maybe to their downfall, it it it, it was a, a factor of having things so so regimented in what they see as the way to do things uh, and then kind of going, no, there's not adhering to it, we're going to change your deck for you, do this kind of thing. Um, it's the type of thing you don't... All that, if it's so hard on that kind of, you know, intervention, then all of that kind of stress comes down to a select few people and you can't really then instill organically a culture that's going to cultivate and and kind of have people as i say promote and also like up, uphold the uh the the standard of and quality uh in in a more you know softer organic way for you if it's so regimented kind of thing and and i know that's where a lot of people had a lot of issues like oh how dare they tell me to you know play you know not play this in my deck and it's got to be this optimized and it's a different view that's fine but like it's we i think it's a lot freer in a way that it is it's trusting its responsibility as well um that like you say it's it's the regulars that kind of keep that going and then the host as well so i actually i'm actually really quite confident in the fact that when new people come in and I've i've witnessed this a lot you know they go oh this is what it's like i heard about this place i i'm not gonna you know people are usually probably not going to uh come into the, a place like that and, and start acting up or whatever um and if they do i think that they might be called out kind of thing so yeah
2: yeah and and really i think it, it gives me joy just being there at the beginning of lexicon to see where it is now uh, it brings yeah. me joy just to see the mentions of people sitting on twitter you know they're like when someone's like i need new people to find you know and someone just adds your name and you're like Fucked up. that's really <laughs> gratifying you know yeah. even if the even if nothing ever ends up from it it's it's gratifying to know that someone out there is enjoys your content enough to promote you right yeah. that's who cares about numbers i feel like that's when you make it
0: yeah, when they don't matter anymore because it's it's something that's way greater than that. And I meant to make that point with Chesh before that. You know, I was I was uh, going to say the same thing. Yeah, it's num yeah, it's not only numbers, but it's status. And I think that's what why a lot of people chase. You know, doing what we do. You know, uh, content creation, anything, and it's it's easy to kind of fall into that and go, "Well, that's kind of." I'd love that. That'd be awesome. Like people know who I am. That kind of thing. But the truly special thing is if you can create something, which I think is intensely more like it's it's a much more admirable thing to do and it probably has a lot more tangible meaning to the world you create a a, a place that people actually do feel comfortable and it actually becomes their their social support and they're they kind of their place to be in the place they want to be and kind of you know it, it is really cultivating i'd say just good vibes and it's 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 a good place and that that I think goes beyond anything. And, and, and as I said to G3 the other day, it was, uh, or the other week, that all come from, came from a place of if Lexicon was run by one or two people, it might be about the people, but it's, you know, it might be about their brand, but it's about Lexicon who is a, is a sum of parts type thing, you know. It's yeah, about I think- an, like an entity kind of thing. So, that fundamentally changes the approach to a lot of, creators that it's not about being the biggest or the biggest name or like people knowing who you are, uh, that, that can all come secondary. Who cares? Like it's, it's about, we want people to feel actually included in this community and, and feel like part of something and and that it's for about everyone, not just the people in the ivory tower. Yeah. Um, and the,
1: the, the big
2: thing, um, you know, we've been doing this for six years, whatever it is now, and hmm. we've never been approached by Was the Coast to get a preview card. Granted, we, we haven't gone out of our way to go talk to them and say, Hey, can we get a preview yeah, card? Yeah. It would be super cool to have that kind of exposure. But the way things are now when you get preview cards, it's like you get 10 seconds of exposure, then some other big person posts the image and poof, there yeah, goes all of the clicks. credit. Yeah, it there goes all the clicks that you can upload and all that stuff. And really like if you were to talk to me back in 2016 or 2017, I'd be like, "Yeah, I really want one. I want this to get I want this to happen." And like you talk to me now, I'm, um, I don't, I don't genuinely like care what happens, just as long as the people um, and, and the games and, and our content continue to make is fun and engaging for people, um, and people continue to enjoy it and spread the word about it like i i don't care we could have you know 20 million people granted that'd be pretty cool but we could have five god i remember streaming stream episode two we had like four people watching us and we, we yeah, shed our pants exactly. we're like why the hell is anybody <laughs> watching us and and and, and 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 as it as it continued, it continued to continue to run on and, on and then we're like oh cool we're getting 15 people you know that was like super gratifying and now you know some of our streams we had 60 or we get raided by uh you know, affinity for artifact, and we're like fuck we have 180 people watching us now yeah like, exactly six years ago we would have shattered ourselves anybody like above 10 numbers like it's all about perspective right and yeah exactly that's that's kind of like what it is it's friendship and perspective
0: yeah, no, and that's that's the best way to round it out, and it goes full circle. Exactly what we talked about. That it's also uh, with that 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 shift changing. It's like, are you not having fun and 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 grounding a little bit more? Because it's not as like you can't just summon fun. It has to. You got to mean it, you know, kind of thing. Or like it's got to feel it. And so, you know, finding that 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 rhythm where it's like, ah, oh, breathe a little bit. You know, it's about something other than immediately gratifying kind of thing. So, I love it. Awesome. All right, well I I'm going to call it there, uh Nick, and um probably just sign off and 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 call it a week and uh, you know, but again, forever thankful of of what you've been doing and 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 talking about us, uh about this with us and and opening up about a few things. It's been awesome. But uh where can the people find you around the uh, you know, around the internet verse?
2: uh well i don't really matter that much but if you want to find <laughs> uh if you want to find mtg Lexicon, you can find them on twitter um at twitter.com uh slash mtg underscore lexicon um i think that's what it was
0: I think Is it that is the one I, I don't oh, even know. It's, it, it's
2: been it's been so long i tried to go to twitter and i went to twitch but yeah you can find us uh the, the channel twitch. TV slash mtg underscore lexicon that's where we stream games every uh Tuesday and Saturday um back in the old days it was just Saturday
0: yeah nice nice and uh you can of course find the uh the discord uh the the place uh where it all kind of all the magic happens as well the link is on the Twitter I believe and there's a link tree there Should for be. Anything I else. think it's
2: yeah I think it's on the pin tweet or
0: something or in the profile yeah that's right awesome um, and you can find well oh, I'll run off chesh because uh we didn't get to sign off his um you can find actually, I don't know where the hell do we find chesh we find chesh it, at uh chesh, chesh i plays on the twitters. Yeah, Chesh breaks is uh is a thing he does with basketball. He's gonna to continue to do that. I think he's gonna focus a bit more on that as well, um, which is really cool and something I've been a little bit a part of, but that was another thing I had to take a step back from a little bit because it was on a night that um I kind of tend to be at work as well. Um but yeah, it's it's that was another exercise for, for how that happened. But um yeah, you can also find him at youtube dot com slash cheshire plays games and you can find myself at Pastor jam sam on instagrams and the twitters and we can you can also find the podcast at FM on twitter at cmdr underscore crunch and at instagram on instagram at cmdrcrunch and you can send thoughts feedback uh questions whatever you want pictures of cephalids to uh to the gmail Podcast at gmail.com and um yeah i think that <laughs> about does it so and fuck you if you, you want to find
2: me on Twitter, you
0: can find me at NickS743. I knew you forgot that. <laughs> I was like, why don't you? You matter too, exactly. Uh, cool. Um, now, until next week or the week after, or which, whichever week we manage to put the next episode uh, together on. And, and again, as we kind of said, I think we're going to take a bit of a pace and not be too hard on ourselves to be like, oh, we don't have to put something out every week. I do have a mega list of guests still to get through, which... I just want to make sure I tell their stories. So, as long as I can do it properly, um, you yeah, know, really, really excited to do that. But it may be a couple of weeks at a time. But that's fine. I think my aim is to create stuff that, um, and you know, tell, like, get people to tell stories that are probably a little bit more timeless anyway. Like They're outside of the the day-to-day of magic. We'll talk about that stuff too. But, like, I want it to be the the type of thing you can pick up, you know, six months later and still be like, oh, it's kind of interesting to hear that story kind of thing. So, um, with that being said i think there's there's no issue at, at all feeling any pressure because it's not like i get paid for this or anything uh we do it for love um that you know every now and then it might be every 2 weeks that's fine so um yeah uh but until then i think take it easy on yourself is my advice for this week and i don't know if you've got any nick but um i'm probably i'm pretty sure it's probably along the same lines Yeah, just be excellent to
2: each other. Like, in the wise words. I love um, that.
0: Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Exactly. Be utterly excellent. Awesome. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 (laughs) Love it.